Welcome back to the podcast. This is episode 40. In this episode, my friends and I talk about God. We start off um, talking about the Trinity, the nature of the Trinity. We talk a little bit about each of the three persons of the Trinity. And toward the end, we really spend the bulk of the time uh, talking about the Holy Spirit, um, who He is, how He functions, and what we are through His applied work. So if that sounds interesting to you, go ahead and give it a listen, and I hope you enjoy. Wait until you press it. Oh, we started. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hello, everyone. Yep. Who is everyone? Well, over here to my left, (laughs) I got uh, Daniel the Manual. on the left. Daniel the Manual. Staten. Staten? I do that also. It's Staten. It's state. Uh, <laughs> I also have... Pull a power move and be like, I'm going to tell you what your last name is. <laughs> M- Miguel? Miguel? Is the U silent? Miguel no. de Cervantes, right? Right. That's it. The, the U is silent. Miguel. Miguel? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Miguel Magius. Um, sure. Magius. Magius? No, not de Cervantes. And uh, Eric... I might be related to that guy. <gasps> so maybe. It depends if he was related to a Saavedra, because that's what my great-grandmother's uh-huh. last name. But they don't know what his last name, if it really was that. Or if it was like a pen name. Nom yeah. de Plume. Yeah. Nom but... de Plume. <clears throat> wow. Eric, yes. I would, like to, <clears throat> I would like to believe that, like, since Eric's last name wasn't the one that shared, that, like, there's going to be, like, the one fan that's, like, tracking down Travis, yourself, and me. And it's like, all right, now i got to figure out who Eric is. So they're going to go and into, like, the... the last piece of the puzzle. They're going to go into... A, who like who the offspring of Miguel de Cervantes was? Boom! It's this man. They could just Google uh, Eric and Kasumi. They find all my mug shots. You do but, have some pretty good. Funny mugs. enough, uh, mm-hmm. Eric's face is actually on a bunch of Shutterfly images for their mugs. Oh, I was yeah. hoping <laughs> they were going to say the twenty dollar bill. No. I was hoping you searched it and like the mug shots are like headshots of the, the, the Eric Performing Arts Center <laughs> <laughs> doing interpretive and ballet. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, no. Universe. <laughs> uh yeah, so uh how's everybody doing? Good. Good. Oh. Uh Eric? Sure. Um <laughs> Yes. What have you become? <laughs> I'm an entrepreneur. A self-employed entrepreneur? That's <laughs> not even real. That's not real. I don't do anything. I'm just an Uber driver. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no. Um, everybody's doing good? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we've already been talking for like a few hours by this point. Now we're just getting ready to talk about our subject for today, which is... Uh, the... The Holy Spirit. The... How do you the say The Forgotten it God, as Francis Chan mm-hmm. once labeled him. Was that intentional, that intro? <clears throat> what? Because when you said our topic today and then you paused like you were forgetting the Holy mm. Spirit, was that intentional? Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing but the best production value. Nothing but the most purpose-filled <laughs> introductions here. In the in the Greek, it's hagios pneumos? Hagia pneumos. Well, how do you say um, ghost? How do you say ghost in Greek? Um, ghost. Well, Spirit it, versus it is, ghost. It is pneuma. So it's, Pen- I think it's... You hog- say the I think P? It's, mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no silent letters in Greek. Pneuma? Yeah, pneuma. Pneumonia? There isn't? There aren't. 
There are. Wait, so I think I think Numa <laughs> comes in Latin, right? Panuma. Numa. Yeah. No, I thought <clears throat> uh, Panuma is Greek. Yeah, Panuma is Greek. Panuma. Yeah. But then I think I think it got. I think it Latin borrowed it and then Latin pronounced it. Oh, uh, spirit in Latin is spiritus. Oh, well, then I'm completely wrong. Spiritus sanctus. But I'm pretty sure, maybe I'm I'm off, but I'm pretty sure I was memorized it as Panuma. Panuma, yeah, Panuma Hagia. Well, that's that's fine because our teacher would say like Lagos Mm -hmm. when it's Logos. It's Lagos. Is not they're both Omicrons. <clears throat> I know, and believe me, but <laughs> I like it. You're like, I've got this. No, because Go we had a teacher who would say, like, <clears throat> this is the substance of the podcast, is the <laughs> no. pronouncification of well, Greek words. Not that you can reach us, but I would really like to because I had a teacher <laughs> who would say, who would say, like, <laughs> who would say, like, logos or. Armatia, and we would make yeah. we would make fun of him because like mm-hmm. oh you know he has the Spanish ministry he's making everything mm-hmm. sound Spanish, and then he told us no this is how they really speak and then I heard the Greek speak and it's like yeah it sounds oh, Spanish today. yeah okay. well I don't think their vowels the sounds changed mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah and I th- I think that it really sure. is logos. Logos. And and but it's weird because you're like well the, I thought yeah. omega was like oh omega yeah. is long o yeah. I might, it might be interesting to check to see if they still spell it the same way. Because hmm. the spelling might have changed. Because Logos <clears throat> flows a little bit better than Logos, I think. Yeah, yeah but... but I don't know modern Greek well enough to like be able to compare the two. But they yeah. are both Omicron. <clears throat> Omicron's supposed to be Ah. Miguel speaks Greek. But... Modern, though. Not, not ancient Greek. You speak Spanish and it but... sounds kind of... Yeah. I should know. Yeah. I think it is. Oh, but only when I'm ordering Euros. <laughs> nice. Doesn't it stink that, like, Greek Euros? is a language... I, I, I walk in well, there confidently, and they accept yeah. my pronunciation. So it's Euros, not Euros. Uh, well, it's an Omicron. Yeah, it's an Omicron. <laughs> I, I'm not a Friends fan, so he's not my Ross, but... Wow. Yeah. Here, here we go. So, uh, <laughs> Miguel's a dad. <laughs> <laughs> so proud of that one. <laughs> I just pissed uh, off our entire fan base. Doesn't, doesn't, um, it, doesn't it stink that, like, Greek is a language that once you study it, it's like... Just Greek. I mean, oh, no. well, like you, you learn to read the Bible, and that's huge. But it's like it doesn't help you understand any other languages. You know, it's like if you learn mm. French, that helps you with maybe Italian or Portuguese or Spanish or no, it's like, know. well, you know, you get a lot of cognates in there. Yeah. Well, you'll get used yeah, to what French, a, French uh, is a dead you, end. You goober. French is a what, dead <laughs> end. I'm what you'll <laughs> what you'll get is understanding how romance languages work. Yeah. French, yes. French is Syntax. a pretty dead end for me. Huh? French is a pretty dead end for me. Okay. I can I'm telling you like fluent in Spanish, bring me Portuguese, bring me Italian, bring me Latin. I'm like, "Yeah, okay. You bring me French." I'm like, "What the hell is this?" Yeah, <laughs> like the French red-headed is... stepchild of romance <laughs> and language? It no. definitely is. Yeah, it uh, is. Yeah, because yeah. Franks and there's a and there's a reason. Like there's a joke about red-headed stepchildren. Um not here. Not here. Cuz we're say. not getting canceled. Yeah. <laughs> Those, That'll red, be the line that, that the gets red-headed crossed. lobby is uh, gonna come after us. Cross the redhead so, line. Uh, yeah. What's the hoist? <clears throat> or I mean, whom? Oh, ist- I could. We could start right there. <clears throat> who, who or what? What's the better question? For those, uh, I'm gonna go with who because I'm orthodox. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so 
Because we're going to do this. All right. Uh, Eric is like giddy right yeah, now. Yeah. Well, yeah. I've been wanting to talk about the Holy Spirit for a long time. Um, but. Okay. So what I remember being taught in school and it's fairly solid is the idea that the Holy Spirit pronoun that's being used in the Bible is a neuter. he. It's not neuter. It is neuter. It is neuter. neuter. Yeah. In the Greek, but not in the sense oh. of a non-personal. Yeah. Okay, well then this, uh, well, I guess it doesn't matter then. I was wrong about that, but... Uh... <laughs> Hang on. So the problem with the, with basing it on, like, the gender of the um, uh, Greek... Uh, yeah, the article is that the word spirit, lowercase, is neuter. Yeah. So, so it, has it, has, it has less to do, yeah, it yeah. has less to do with the fact that it's non per like, it's not an argument like, oh, it's non-personal. It's just, this, this was already a word, and then they attached it to, and now it's the Holy Spirit. A specific person. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. Well, this is where I, <clears throat> what I want to talk about, because uh, aside from that, I guess, then we would talk about the personhood of the spirit. Mm -hmm. and, and one of the things that were also mentioned, aside from my false information, was uh, that, you know, the spirit is referred to as like comforter or, or par is paraclete, right? In the Greek. Mm -hmm. And this Paracletos. is obviously paracletos, mm -hmm. kletos. We'll find mm -hmm. out one day. <laughs> and uh these are this is a role mm -hmm. right you know um and so it's just like yeah i i i, I never questioned mm -hmm. that but now i question the idea of personhood one for the nature of what a person is mm. i that's a i don't know mm -hmm. uh but then also the nature like i think you're kind of hitting at it what is a spirit mm -hmm. if a spirit so they have a word for it which mm -hmm. is pneuma or panuma mm -hmm. or whatever and it's not uh, given a gender. Did the Greeks, I suppose, believe that a spirit was impersonal? And so then, like, mm -hmm. for me, it was all about how Paul's using spirit. Is there some instances he's using spirit? And it's like, there's no way he obviously means it as personal. Mm. When he talks about our spirit, mm -hmm. I don't imagine That's some right. of us. But he'll say, I, I don't remember what this is. But he'll say like the spirit of your mind and it's like mm -hmm. well that's obviously mm -hmm. not a separate person mm -hmm. to my mind but then uh what really confused me about the holy spirit is the way that paul and uh my example of this would be in romans 8 and there is a paragraph where he will mm -hmm. say spirit mm -hmm. like the spirit and then he'll say spirit of christ spirit of yeah. god and yeah. then there's lowercase your spirit mm -hmm. and it's like uh huh? spirit of yeah, Christ, spirit yeah. of God, you know, it's like, it doesn't seem <clears throat> separate. And so the way I used to think about it was like, and it's still true. It's like God's in his nature, the being of God is so uh, superior to us and so infinitely complex, I guess it's impossible mm -hmm. really to describe him. Mm -hmm. But um, for me, it was like, okay, well maybe the whole three persons, one, the Trinity, like uh, we see some of that in ourselves because we can talk about ourselves and we mm -hmm. can talk to ourselves and stuff and that's mm -hmm. just what god was basically going on with god but in such an infinite and amplified amount mm -hmm. but then i was thinking okay if we have a spirit which believe believe it or not there's a debate on spirit mm -hmm. and soul and all stuff mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. if we have a spirit and you know paul's using this term and it's not meant to be a person then maybe because of god's amplified nature his spirit might seem like it's it's its own person but it may not actually be its own person. Mm -hmm. An example I'd give to this is like, uh, and 
luckily for us, we're, we're alive now, but like a, a, like a hologram, you know? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. a hologram would have the essence, or maybe mm-hmm. not the essence, but... The form. The form of the yeah. person, and mm-hmm. it's like you can refer to it as a person, and it, and mm-hmm. it can have those kinds of uh, qualities, I guess. <clears throat> but it's not really... Uh, mm-hmm. what, is a, what is a hologram? Holograms like lights and technology and all that stuff is not a person. So I think I was, that's a really... Like, especially when you think of how the Bible uses the word the angel of the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, to be like a, a messenger is the word angel just meaning messenger. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, the angel of the Lord sometimes being referred to as Christ. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. But anyway, keep going. No, that's what I would just say. It's like, um, <clears throat> I, I don't know if I, I like to use identity, you know, and I'm there's no question of, of, of uh, Trinity, like three identities or three persons. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I don't know with the nature of i don't even know really how to define what a spirit is to be Mm -hmm. honest Mm -hmm. and then when we're talking about what makes a person it's like i mean i see arguments for and against the idea of the spirit uh being a person uh but i i just Mm -hmm. i don't think it's as settled but that's that's where i'm at so that's Mm -hmm. what i want to bring up is like I, i don't know how settled really and how settled we need to be we ought to be yeah i i think um just one of the texts that comes up first for me and this this, we actually taught about the holy spirit last week at um in pursuit and it's like it's helpful when you read um john 16 and it talks like it's it's jesus and he refers to the father and then he says i'll send you another who will comfort you and who will uh, guide you into truth and um you know who will uh, convict the world of of sin and of righteousness and of judgment, um, and so he speaks of this. I would say being, you know, this this being that um, is acting in distinct ways as being not him and not the Father. I and I I would totally so, agree. And it's like I I don't I'm not trying to like expand our subject matter necessarily. But it's like, you know, you you hear all this stuff and, and it's so true that like everything we need to know about God, we see in Jesus. Like Jesus is the stamped out image. Mm-hmm. And in some ways, I have a hard time, like, okay, when you talk about the, um, the Ordo Salutis or like the works of salvation and everything, you'd say that the Father is the one who plans it, the, uh, the Son is the one who executes it, and then the Spirit is the one who applies it. And it's like, what are things that you can only say about God the Father that you can't say about other persons of the Trinity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, are there any? Because, I mean, mm-hmm. God the no Father... No one has ever physically seen the Father. <laughs> ah. mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I can you say someone's seen the Holy Spirit? I mean, the, Jesus, uh, as a dove and as... as uh, yeah, I But I, I don't know, maybe that invisibility? But, like, I don't, I don't think of that as, like, a essential divine attribute, necessarily... But, I would I would say the most unique for me at least the most unique person of the Trinity would be Jesus, right? What do you uh, mean by unique? Well, because he's the only one who took on flesh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he's the most, and, and I don't want to sound sacrilegious when I, I say this, but like the most comprehensible right. because he's the one who showed up for us to comprehend Godhood, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and uh, and then I, you know the the Holy Spirit I almost feel like so is perfect. more comprehensible than the Father because we talk about the Holy Spirit and and I think. A lot of the things that 
Christians will say are wrong, but then a lot of the things that Christians say about the Holy Spirit are right in the fact that, you know, even like what Christ said, he's the one that guides us to truth. Mm-hmm. He's the one that, you know, filled believers in the New <laughs> Testament and then they would, you know, heal and they would speak mm-hmm. in tongues and all those sorts of things. But then it's like, okay, the Father, he sent the Son and, I mean, you can't, sure you can say he created the world, but didn't weren't all things created through Christ and so would you say that it was the Godhead who was at work in salvation and and I don't think <clears throat> I don't think the scripture is at nearly as vocal about who the Father is or who the Spirit is as it is about who Jesus is and mm-hmm. who God is mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um yeah yeah so again I, I'm not trying I to agree. like blow it up even more but the Father is also just kind of and. I don't want to say elusive, but esoteric, maybe, mm. um, concept. Well, mm-hmm. no, nothing's coming to my mind right now, but is there, are these titles, like even just the Father, is that present in the Old Testament? Yeah. The Father? Yeah, God is referred to as a Father in the Old Testament. Well, like, I know that he's like a Father to the fathers, but like the Father, you know what I'm talking about? Like the when he says, I mean, I think that was that's more original with Jesus referring to God yeah, as Father, definitely. right? So yeah. isn't that? I'm, so is it referring to just one person, or is the whole? Well, I don't know. I don't want to touch that. I think that I think the fun part about this with with any talk about the Trinity is as soon as you start trying to divide them into different parts, mm-hmm. you remember that this is a unity. Yeah. This is a one, and then as soon as you go, okay, so they're all the same. You're like, well, no, there's divisions. So it's like, how do we divide the individable that must be yeah. divided but can't be divided? So that's, you, the, that's the question of the Trinity. You know what I love is, uh, I, I don't know if it's original to John MacArthur, but I, he's the first one I heard say is like, how do you unscrew the inscrutable? And I'm like, mm-hmm. man, that's so, that's mm-hmm. so clever. I love that word play. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it's like, you know, you don't want to confound the essence. You don't want yeah. to divide the persons completely from each other. But at the same time, it's like, okay, it seems like the... Things that the son does are distinct mm-hmm. from the things that the father does. Like you wouldn't say that God the Father died on the cross, right. you know. You wouldn't say that the Holy Spirit was born of a virgin. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I feel like most of the positive statements that you can make are just about Jesus, mm-hmm. and it's like almost like what you were saying, Eric. Where it's like, how much do we need to be able to nail down X, Y, and Z, mm-hmm. other than just like here's who Christ is. And what we need to know, you know, we, we know mm-hmm. through who Christ is. Mm-hmm. And I think, because I think the first thing that pops in my head as we're talking about the, like, three and oneness is, I think it was, I'm going to be, I'm going to get the wrong one. It's one of the Cappadocian fathers. It's either Gregory of Nicaea or Basil the Great. We talked about whenever he is would meditate. Nicaea or Nyssa? Nyssa, sorry. Yeah. And then there was, an, and then Nazianzus, I think, was the other Gregory. Yeah. So there were three of them. I heard a rap about Gregory of Nazianzus. Ooh. Yeah. I'm curious about that. But uh, so he would say when he was talking about the Trinity, because it's so it's so tif- difficult when you're like, I want to nail down the di- distinctiveness of this one person. Had in, mm. He would talk about it in a beautiful way where he said, when I am drawn to think of the, uh, the three, I'm drawn back to the one. And when I think of the one, I think of the three. And it goes mm. back and forth. So it's like as soon as you're like, okay, so what is distinctive about the Trinity is like, well, you're drawn into the fact that they all share the essence of the Godhead. Um, 
I, I think it's important that you that you because you brought up that fact that the father seems the most elusive or not not elusive now is that the word you were yeah well for? I said I corrected it and said esoteric I still don't think that's necessarily the best word and I'm glad now getting like, a chance to go back and question my use of that word it's like you'd say the Holy Spirit yeah apply salvation and regenerates mm-hmm. us and will resurrect us on the last mm-hmm. day and the holy spirit moves in us to produce holiness like mm-hmm. our our love and joy and peace like it's all called the fruit of the mm-hmm. spirit and i think that's i think that if you read galatians um it's talking about you know the the eternal life that we have through mm-hmm. the holy spirit is what engenders that in us like mm-hmm. the infinite life the mm-hmm. new life that we have other than like here are the fruits of the flesh mm-hmm. um and then he talks about the fruit of the spirit. But then it's like when I when I think about God the Father, it's like okay, he plans, orchestrates. Mm-hmm. Like is that is that a fair statement to say that like he plans all of this and then mm-hmm. <clears throat> the Son and the Spirit walk it out? Mm-hmm. Because I think the in history, the tricky thing with it is like I think that's why theologians for so many years have thought about it more of roles than the than the members of the trinity being like these very distinct separate entities of yeah. like they have they so the father son and spirit both all have like you're talking about like the different roles of salvation and all that and according to all all of what we see in scripture it's it's because what's interesting that you said that is that the father is the one that is and i don't mean this is like in in distance or relationship but the furthest from us so Jesus, mm-hmm. we know a lot of because he's manifested the Father to us. Mm-hmm. Like he's revealed, he, he says, we know, see me, you know see me, the Father. Yeah, exactly. And then the Holy Spirit applies salvation and is your seal. You're sealed mm-hmm. by the Holy Spirit. That's yeah. God in you. You know, the, the misnomer of Christ in my heart is like, well, the Holy Spirit is what's in your heart. And that's the promise. Really, of he's in your aorta. Yeah. <laughs> check it. That's also a misnomer. Cut open my aorta and check. <laughs> I'm going to call your bluff. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, boy, I should go. I should go stab it. Uh, <laughs> and so, and then Christ intercedes on our behalf to the Father. With our, for our prayers so there's a, a level of which like that's kind of right to think of the father as like representing the more uh what's the word um not not imminent but transcendent transcendent mm. that's right i would i would say it's not as cut clean as that because uh the last i think it was the last conversation what did we talk about last week dune remember. Okay, so not really? one. It was too. Sorry, <laughs> no, I need to go yeah. back and rewatch. I'm gonna go back and listen to that podcast. I don't think uh, I've uploaded it yet. Oh, okay. Uh, I'll will you it tomorrow? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> okay. definitely. Lost episode of Dune. But um, mm. I was mentioning how it's the father. It's a huge fanfic. We spent three hours writing a fanfic about Dune. You were there, right? Yeah. Okay, good. That some of us had read. Um, but I was, I was talking about how it's the father, Jesus says it's the father who draws us to him. Yeah. To the son. Right. So all that the father gives to me will come to me. Right. And of all that come to me, I'll cast none out and I Mm -hmm. will raise them up on the last day. And then Jesus will say that no one has seen the father except the son and whom the son chooses Mm -hmm. to reveal the father to. So Mm -hmm. it seems like they're also involved in all that. Wait a minute. I miss spoke earlier it's john six where he says uh the thing about the holy spirit right no i thought it was 16 oh no six is what i just said yeah Yeah. about the okay yeah my bad um but so i i feel like the father and the son are still involved in a lot of that anyways and the spirit obviously as well Mm -hmm. but it's like i don't know like the spirit's kind of like working on behalf of what they want to do so I don't know that they have 
special mm -hmm. roles that are separate from one another technically. Mm -hmm. Really? It, well, yeah, because you're saying like we're we're sealed in the heart uh, by the Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. and it's like uh, yes, we are, but you know, like Paul says, the Spirit of Christ doesn't dwell in you. Mm. But that doesn't a... mean that doesn't mean Jesus. That means this the Spirit Jesus is sending. Ooh. Which would be the Holy because, Spirit, ooh. right? Yeah. Is that, so, so there's a distinction yeah. there. Yeah, and so I'm not. I'm fine with yeah. the distinction of uh, uh, being there. Mm -hmm. Good exit, but, Jesus. But that, <laughs> that, it's just weird that it sounds like you're saying Jesus. Mm -hmm. um, but that that's kind of goes to my point. Is like he's called the Spirit of Christ mm -hmm. or Spirit of God, who also happens to be made of spirit. Made of spirit. That's what Paul says. He's not body. He's spirit. Would you say mm -hmm. he's made of spirit? I think so. <laughs> I mean, or he exists. Then. I, you know, like I, how am I? I, I don't know. I'm throwing. Can you it. say God is made of anything? Doesn't that okay? I doesn't that confound the simplicity? Of oh, God? I thought you were going to the fact of like uncreated. Yeah, I thought, yeah, that's I thought you were going. going. But you could no. go so many directions. That's yeah. what you know. And you just, like, I mean, also that. I, it's like trying to play yeah. like Minesweeper when you're trying to describe God, which you know. is so comforting. Because if yeah, we understood right? God right away, like there's a problem. If yeah. the infinite God is grasped in five minutes, there's mm. a problem. Yeah. Uh, Twenty-four so far. <laughs> but uh, well, some of that was my internal clock is off from banter. time change. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. Yeah. So you you were saying that that the Spirit of Christ is the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Uh, it comes from Jesus. Yeah, because that was a whole church council in itself of the the philoquy controversy was does the spirit emanate from god or does it emanate from god that's and what Jesus? they split over right mm -hmm. yeah the east that's and west right. and that's right. they and didn't like they didn't like i think it was that they didn't like having it as well from the, from okay the here's what i've heard and i i just um was reading something about this pretty recently where it was like you have the east and west and mm -hmm. really it wasn't so much that the east disagreed with it but the 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 bishop of rome was like i say it's in there we're going to include it in there. And the East was like, look, we don't like the fact that you just kind of claimed oh, superiority yeah, yeah. over all the other patriarchs. Oh, yeah. And then you have, you know, the Western people were like, well, we believe that the, the Roman bishop is superior and his mm -hmm. authority is higher than the other, mm -hmm. you know, archbishops. That makes sense. And then the East was like, well, we don't necessarily disagree with that, but you didn't ask us first, so we're going to split. And then they still don't include that clause whenever they... yeah. You know, quote the creed. because it wasn't it wasn't agreed upon by exactly. among the entire council. And if the Roman Pope or if the Roman Bishop would have just waited to have a council first, it probably would have staved off yeah. the the division for a while longer. Was that Leo? That, that was... was was that Leo's uh, tone that he sent his letter he sent. I I don't know. Okay, I, I just fairly recently watched the video on on this and so i i think that there was a lot of stubbornness coming also from the the pope in constantinople as mm -hmm. well the patriarch yes mm -hmm. uh did i say the pope yeah i think um, they were still called pope back then mm -hmm. yeah no because i like, thought they were all called patriarchs yeah, yeah. oh or bishops oh you know? eastern you're right yeah yeah, yeah. west I, I think they would say papas so <laughs> but uh <laughs> There was like emissaries being sent from Rome to Constantinople that were just mm. not being allowed. Mm -hmm. There was like no discussion because there was a brooding political division, division yeah. already mm. there. And then I think because they were just not cooperating, I think then the Patriarch of Rome 
sent an emissary and he walked into the basilica i guess mm-hmm. it would have been and just laid a decree on on like mm-hmm. the whatever and yeah. just said you are excommunicated mm-hmm. <laughs> the patriarch was like well but you're excommunicated yeah. i'm gonna start my own church <laughs> yeah it's like henry the eighth where it's like well if you won't let me get like if the pope won't let me get a divorce i'm gonna start a new church and i'm the pope and as my first act as pope i'm allowed to get a divorce now and then he had five more wives Mm. sounds like eric cartman for some reason (laughs) i just think of uh is it like bender from futurama where he gets kicked out of hell and he's like i'm gonna start my own hell with hookers and like blackjack But, bordering uh, on inappropriate mm-hmm. but anyways the, the whole uh, back to god the yeah. <laughs> the theological debate which was i mm-hmm. think being used politically as well mm-hmm. was if the holy spirit emanated just from the father or mm-hmm. from the father and the son yeah mm-hmm. i mean could you go further maybe into detail like what was I'm the fuzzier on it so am I. Yeah. Like, I know I've, but like the implications of like, oh, we don't like the, this because. The amount of submission of the spirit. Because there is, so the arguments that it's up and up until like today, they're still like writing about that, about how the Trinity works. And is it that they submit to each other for a time? Or as uh, there's one uh, professor from the school that I went to that he argues that they're, these ontologically. are, these are eternal yeah. submissions within the Trinity. So the, the father the son submits to the father, the, the spirit submits to the son and father, and that's eternal. That that oh. is the hierarchy that they have set, and they will set that for eternity. And wait, did they set it, or is it like just a, it was a it's it was an a, attribute it was a, of them? It's, I think it's... That the spirit, or that the son has always been. It's not an attribute, because be. it's not like they were, like they existed as lesser, but it's a, a, in joyful unity, and they humble decided. Sub- yeah. In submission. They've decided to eternally submit, yeah. which is significant because yeah. mm. things can flow from that. Like, uh, and I because I do think I that think I know what you're about to talk yeah, because yeah. whether eternal or uh, submission or not, but but the fact that the <laughs> the uh, Trinity does have times where they submit to each other and in perfect unity as being the same essence and no lesser than one another, that's in the case of what the Bible means when it talks about husbands yep. and wives. Mm. There is no loss inferiority of inferiority. Of or disrespect yeah. or anything when you submit to someone um not even yeah. the, like the the members of the trinity are the same essence mm-hmm. and so both male and female are in the image of god and yeah. just as much as it's the same image but when they're submitting there's nothing that changes that just like how if i submit to my bosses it doesn't make me less of a human being so i think that's well it depends where you but work. also yeah like, that's true like, that depends true. on how you big know, your oh, company I do, is i really want to do a podcast on like the labor shortage and like the whole the mm. anti-work subreddit and everything uh, I, mm. maybe next it's week my spirit but um i so wait would you say i'm curious what how people will answer this you know in the new heavens new earth um, they're neither married nor given in marriage. Mm-hmm. So in that sense, men and women are not eternally submitted. Like women are not eternally submitted to men. And it's not like women are even submitted to men. It's that a woman is submitted to her husband mm-hmm. specifically. Mm-hmm. So does that like, what will, what will the submission look like in the eternal state? Well, I, I just figure we'll all be submitted perfectly to our King. That's right. Yeah. Okay. And however he wants to dole out the hierarchy. So if he yeah. wants to have certain people over other people, he can. You think there's a hierarchy? 
You've been oh, faithful over a few things. Of course. I'll make you ruler. It's over not. There. It's not just everybody does whatever. Yeah. It's a big old commune. <laughs> Are you thinking it's just like complete? No, 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 no. I, okay. I don't think one way or the other. Uh, this was just. I think goes to uh, something that I've always had trouble mm-hmm. understanding with like uh, rewards and all mm-hmm. that. That's stuff. just in the millennium, though. Well, the, the, neither good. So that so you believe that's just happening now? Well, I mean, he he's off, so he would too. But I I no. I, I wouldn't say necessarily. No, I feel like no. that's referring to the eternal state, the new heavens and earth. That's not the millennial. That's the that's yeah. The I'm state. I'm with you. I was just yeah. saying it to be funny. Okay, like, I was like, just making sure that because I, I grew like, up dispensational yeah. pre, and so it's yeah. like, well, for the for those thousand years, you know, that's between correct. the rapture yeah. and the battle of Armageddon, that is when you're gonna have you know, a hierarchy, and if you were faithful in this life, mm-hmm. then you'll get to rule in the next life, and mm-hmm. if you were if you were a lukewarm Christian, then mm-hmm. you're going to have to shovel out the stables yeah. in, for a thousand years. Mm-hmm. It's like, that sounds like purgatory. But, but also, because I, I appreciate your question, and that's, that maybe this is going to be controversial for me to like lay some of my cards on the table of how I how I am in process with theology, so I'm not like saying like this is where I You don't know fall. everything? No, I don't know everything. I, I, know, I know most theories. things. Uh, that's true. But that's one of the reasons why, for me, I I don't like using the arguments of the reason why they're, uh, the scriptures call women to submit is because of certain like inferiorities or because of the way it was in creation. Maybe that's true, but the reason is is because that's how Christ has called us to do. He said, he he said, this is how you you'll submit. Will you submit? Mm. So it's more it's less of like a oh this is how people are born to be, and more like you're being invited to say this is how I've called you to be. So, the first example I go to is, uh, not everyone could be a priest. Mm-hmm. Um, you had to be a Levite, and that's and why was it because and they were descendant of Aaron, right? Yeah, yeah. To, if you want to be a high priest, you had to be the bloodline of Aaron. Mm. Was that because they were born better, better or is that just because God chose? Mm. And are you going to submit to it, or are you going to rebel against it? Mm. Does it? Do you have to have? And the same thing for when people talk about like the food laws and. Mm. like oh was it because the pork was safer it's like well or was it just god said do this or <clears throat> do you what gonna, i tell are you are you gonna do, trust yeah. him yeah as simple as don't that. you shave the here's a, here's a tree with fruit on it are you gonna trust me yeah versus mm. those things being magical in their own i'm not saying i know whether they are or not yeah no I, i'm just saying like the more important of the text is will you trust me or not yeah is what god's saying i'm thinking of aladdin <laughs> why <laughs> yeah do you trust me no, I wouldn't trust. Do you like trust that. me? Enjoy. Yeah, the homeless guy that I've known for twenty minutes. Also, he's compulsively lying to her the whole movie. That's true. So, so it's, a good, a, it's a good illustration for Satan. Yeah, like she for shouldn't what? be trusted. For Satan. Satan. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if you've heard. I, the guy. I heard for Satan. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> for satin. Uh-huh. Didn't uh, satin was. I prefer silk. That's right, silk mm. road. Now we're going. No anyway, um, yeah, uh, Aladdin is Satan. <laughs> now we just got to get to the spirit, and we'll be good. Oof, that, that's the tiger, right? Raja. Raja. What? I, right. I don't know what's going Jasmine's on. Jasmine's pet tiger. Is the spirit? Yeah, it's the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was the genie. Oh, there, the protector of Jasmine. Yeah. What's your Patronus? <laughs> <laughs> 
I know that that's a Harry Potter word, and it's. <laughs> do you want to know? Do you want to know why I know right now what that is? Is because I was looking at a dating app, and someone mentioned their Patronus. So I was like, oh, oh, now I know what that is. Unmatched. <laughs> yeah. Did they yeah. mean it like I took a test online, or like yeah. they actually like did they produce one with a like what? <laughs> no, there's definitely a test, and there was some sort uh-huh. of rabbit, and all that's really. Funny. Is it an animal? Yes, I think it's... No, we're not doing this. It okay. doesn't matter. Harry Potter does not matter. <laughs> yeah, we'll find... Eric, just, he just got well, so angry. No, we're not doing this. <laughs> because it's like, it's going to take us... It means protector in Latin. It means, I, when you say the spell, it just means I await a protector. Wow. That's all it is. Yeah, a paraclete. So it protects you. What's oh, your yeah, so paraclete? There, yeah, there we go. Back to the paraclete. The Patronus is a paraclete. Of course you would. Yes. Uh, um... Okay, so well, we were talking about uh, eternal submission and all this stuff and rewards and whatnot, but getting back to the uh, holy... I feel like, can I throw something? I didn't mean to... Go ahead. But I feel like, because we were talking about how distinct is the spirit, or is it just kind of like oh, part okay. of like that, that hall... I want to touch more about like your idea of the hologram idea, because I like where, you know, it's a, uh, interesting as you we were thinking through that. I think the first scripture that pops out in my head... Um, because again, we don't have like uh, it's. It can be tough to be like, oh, there's no scripture that says this is exactly how you should understand the points of the Trinity. Point, point, point. But I think uh, um, in Matthew, the end of Matthew, uh, the Great Commission, mm. he calls the disciples to baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Spirit. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, and so I think that there's a, a a strong case there that can be made of the fact that these are the three aspects of the Godhead. Mm-hmm. Um, because why would you be baptized in the Spirit if the Spirit's just kind of like the the understanding of who God is? Does that make sense? Yeah. So you know, like I I don't think there is any argument mm-hmm. against the idea of a Trinity. Mm-hmm. Uh, good luck mm-hmm. trying to understand mm-hmm. uh, the New Testament without it. But really, it just comes down to the nature. Of yeah, God. that's right. Um, and so it's like, like in what way is God three? Right. So it's like, are, are we seeing the person, or sorry, are we seeing the spirit really act as his own person, or is this really a manifestation of the Father and the Son and the, the Shekinah glory equivalent mm-hmm. of Him being? Ooh. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm not convinced necessarily one way or the other. Mm-hmm. My my only real issue here is like I just don't. I think that in history Christians have been way too dogmatic about this. Is like if we mm-hmm. like we said, how do you define the undefinables? Like mm-hmm. then why are we getting like there are some non-negotiables. Mm-hmm. This is what Scripture says is plain. Do mm-hmm. not mess with that. Mm-hmm. But like when we're talking about the nature of the spirit, or just the nature of God, mm-hmm. you, we're saying is is God made of spirit or is he just Mm-hmm. whatever the other stuff is <laughs> like i don't know it's like made of cesium and <laughs> iron it's like mm-hmm. like these like for me personally i love these conversations yeah they're, they're very uh invigorating or not but um i'm not gonna make it like oh well if you don't see it this way mm-hmm. you're out you know you're a heretic yeah. but you're still seeing that within the framework of accepting the trinity Absolutely. Okay, because I well, think a, a lot of the like the early church and the arguments where they come down dogmatically, at least from the general flow. I'm not talking like specific cases because there's some people that got really crazy with things. Um, was just whether you accepted the Trinity or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like with modalists, where they were saying that there is 
God only exists in this time as one, as this being. Yeah, yeah. So, like, a modalist yeah. would say that there is no uh, Father Jesus right now. There's only Spirit. Yeah. And yeah. then, yeah, so... So in that sense, like I, that's I feel like that's the dogmatism of the church. <laughs> oh, the right is that a is that a word? The dogma. That's the dogma of the church that they should endorse. But otherwise, like what you're talking about, about how they work and how they, um, I feel like there is a lot wide latitude. So, so to to take that as an example, like modalism, mm-hmm. um, I think it's wrong, right? Mm-hmm. Because it just doesn't make sense how Jesus is praying to the Father, Father's responding. Like it's just it's common sense mm-hmm. that that's just not what's happening. Um, you, you still see Jesus and the Spirit in the New Testament. Well, and Jesus refers to the Spirit as another. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like, know? I don't I don't see it, but like for me. The, the... baptism, all three are interacting yeah. at, at the right. same time. Yeah, the voice, the dove, the so man. For me, I would say that's wrong because mm-hmm. it's not what Scripture says. But is it this dangerous heresy? It's like, well, no, because what's happening is this person's having a very hard time trying to understand what we're all having a hard time with, which is how can three be in one? And so mm-hmm. they're saying. Okay, so it's just the father, and then I guess he comes back, reforms, and then it's the son. And it's, and it's like, look, that's just plainly unscriptural. Mm-hmm. I can uh, sympathize with you trying to understand mm-hmm. this and how you can get there because, like, mm-hmm. I've argued, like, oh, you know, water. It's, it's he's like water, the mm-hmm. liquid form mm-hmm. and the gas form. And mm-hmm. it's like, oh wait, well, I guess this doesn't really make sense. That's modalism, Patrick. Right. <laughs> and it's like you're just trying to figure it out, and I get it, but it's like. I'm against that because it's not what scripture teaches. And at mm-hmm. some point, no matter how, I guess, inconsequential, what we really need to be accurate to how God wants for him to be described. And that's just not mm-hmm. it. So that's my big problem. My big mm-hmm. beef, mm-hmm. big beef with the modalists. Yeah. That makes it, I think it's, it's helpful to frame it, like frame it around that of like how dangerous is it versus like that it's mm. wrong for teaching. Yeah. Cause I think there are, there are certain heresies that do get dangerous. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I feel like modalism does pop up every now and then, but I don't think it's as like. Uh, I'm trying to think of. I'm trying to think of like if I can think of a historical example where it got dangerous. I think like um, Arius's heresy of who Jesus was was a dangerous uh, heresy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but modalism, it is more of like, oh, I just need, you just need more study, um, unless you're aggressively teaching it. Um, yeah, and I don't know. Oh, go ahead. No, I was gonna say like yeah, you, I, that's where I start getting an issue. Like you're like, teaching what's wrong. Yeah. It doesn't even make sense with scripture, and like you're just making things worse. Yeah, I th- I think in in one sense it goes back almost to what Daniel was saying earlier, and I like to use the word a litmus test. Like thing things like this, I feel like are are litmus tests, not because they're. Well, man, I, I don't even know how I feel saying this, but like, it's not necessarily central to your understanding of the gospel. Um, you know, like you can have a, you know, let, let's say you're young and you're still learning and everything. Like you can have a pretty orthodox understanding mm-hmm. of the gospel and, you know, not really have sorted out this whole Trinitarian thing. And, and mm-hmm. maybe you've not arrived at Nicene orthodoxy mm-hmm. or whatever. But then at the same time, it's like, if, if you were really hardcore and just push, push, push on it, why will you not just submit to what the scripture says about like Jesus is saying, I'm sending someone else who's going to be your comforter. Who's going to guide you to the spirit of truth. Who's going to convict you about sin and righteousness and judgment. Um, why will you not like submit to the idea that Jesus 
talks to the father and the mm-hmm. father talks back to the son and this this is mm-hmm. a conversation having happening between two distinct persons it's like wh- why will you not just submit to believe that why do you want to try to shoehorn in this unnatural reading of the text mm. to marry yourself to this idea of modalism or mm. and, and I, I agree like arianism tastes worse to me mm-hmm. you know I, they're they're both wrong but arianism is so like you know, you just look at the Jehovah's Witnesses and like mm-hmm. the, the newer version of that. And it's like, man, that is dangerous to call Christ mm-hmm. an inferior, like created, non-eternal. Like he's not God mm-hmm. in the same way that they would say Jehovah is God. Mm-hmm. And that's that is horrible. Modalism to me is almost like like you guys were saying, like, eh, just stick with it, kid. Like read a little <laughs> bit more and, you know, let's let's search out the text. And I feel like you can leave them. Um, in the in the right direction, but yeah, it is kind of just a litmus test where it's like, why will you not just mm-hmm. submit? Why will you not just accept like these things? It's not like it's like you uh, said, Daniel. It's not like it's all spelled out really clearly. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Romans thirteen gives us a full delineation mm-hmm. of all the yes and no statements that we can make about God, the Trinity, and members of it. Mm-hmm. But you can shop around in the Bible <laughs> and you see like, oh okay, over here I see. That the Father and Son are distinct, that the Son and the Spirit are distinct, that the Father and Spirit are distinct, that mm-hmm. there's one God, that they're co-equal in personhood, that, mm-hmm. you know. So, yeah, mm-hmm. just, it. I feel like to me it's a litmus test. Yeah. And it's not the only one where people will say things, and I'm like, dude, you can believe this, and it's going to change things about your life, but I get that it doesn't necessarily change your understanding of the gospel, but why will you not just submit? Mm-hmm. Like, why will you not just uh, allow yourself to be guided by the scripture? And instead, you're going to try to shoehorn in your own interpretation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is why I appreciate the creeds mm-hmm. uh, for the most part. Like, I think they do a good job of saying, like, here are the things we can say. And that list of statements does not necessarily give you a super high definition view of the Trinity or of God or of any person thereof. But like it does give you some guardrails, mm-hmm. you know, to keep you from falling into mm-hmm. Arianism or whatever. Oneness mm-hmm. Pentecostalism. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. Nestorianism. And you do, yeah. you, I think you, you hit it on the head. Like you just, what, what happens is inevitably with modalism, you're going to hit a lot of dead ends and a lot of walls. Like, mm-hmm. Uh, like having a dead God mm. when Jesus mm-hmm. descends and in, descends into That's death. Wow. Uh, yeah. Uh, or, or some of the doctrines that kind of, or not doctrines, but kind of like impl- more implications that come from the Trinity mm. being in community and us being in that image. And yeah. And, and marriage. Like, like how the church, saying, yeah. the church kind of functions as that because uh, of a picture of God as um, in unity. Um, because uh, so as you say, like the that he prays that we would be one as he and the Father yeah. are one. So wow. the church is a picture yeah. of the trin- of trinitarian unity. So if you lose that, you lose what the church is. Um, so that I think in that sense, it's more like it's less direct, but it's more like stair steps of doctrines mm-hmm. that um, find their source in the Trinity. Um, yeah, uh, if you have the Spirit indwelling you. How do you have that with the with the Father overhead? Also, Christ took on flesh and then was resurrected to a new resurrected body, and then I believe is incarnate. Like the the doctrine is that he's incarnate forever. 
he doesn't get he didn't disrobe that and become just spirit again uh, so how do you do that was that was the uh-oh. big <laughs> no it has well it's me oh but i was trying to bring this up at your that was how zwingli argued whatever. with luther yeah so when luther said that christ was present in communion zwingli said how if he's risen to the heavenlies and set up there how is he down here now in communion so calvin was like well the spirit applies communion and i'm like well yeah because calvin's right that's why um so anyway that that helps as you're kind of thinking through things like oh yeah that doesn't that doesn't make sense especially the whole empty heaven thing when yeah. jesus is on earth so for so how do you go for like okay so for 30 some years huh. god was no longer omnipresent I so did, that's where it's like yeah. you go you get into like extensive problems when you get rid of the trinity yeah and and those problems can create more problems Who yeah knows, really what's the passage in is it is it in john 3 where it talks about the one who's in heaven, like Jesus refers to himself as being the one who's in heaven. Yeah. Mm. And it's like, it's well, not... well, what do you do with that? And it, it mm. does make me think almost of like the hologram mm-hmm. interpretation of the Godhead where it's mm. like, okay, uh, God is omnipresent, but then you have like concentrated essence of God right. in the, mm. in the person and work of mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Well, you know, like the, three there's obviously more but like the three major attributes of god being Mm -hmm. omnipresent um omniscient and what's what's the other one omnipresent omniscient and omnipotent omnipotent um i don't know if i agree that those are the three that that's the big three though uh no i I don't even mean like the big three but i'm saying like the omnis yeah the omnis Mm -hmm. uh like even that's um we can't fathom yeah what that even means omniscience man like i dude i'll pray and a lot of times you know i try to start my day with like adoration and i'll just think of omniscience and i'm like how crazy is that doctrine like the Mm. doctrine of uh, of omniscience like god like our minds focus on something and then change attention to something else and it's like god is always thinking of everything hmm that is so weird. Is and it? so, like, it, it like, he, kn- and I was, I was saying before, like, uh, one, one reason I'm jealous of God, and not to sound like super sacrilegious when mm-hmm. I say it, but it's like, I almost wish I just had this Excel spreadsheet of everything. And it's like, how many, hmm, I wonder how many Daniels there are in the world. And it's mm-hmm. like, year by year, are we on like a, a green or a red amount of Daniels? Like, is it going up and by what percentage? And how many of those are just Dans, like people whose full name is Dan? And so mm-hmm. God always knows all of that. And like how many dolphins there are and like the mm-hmm. exact heat that every star is burning at. And it doesn't tax him to mm-hmm. to to be knowing all of these things always. Like mm-hmm. he is the mind that right. is unfathomable the, the the part of that that tripped me up is i heard someone actually i think it was last week that said it's like you know it's the the human brain cannot focus on two things completely at the yeah. same time yeah mm-hmm. you know and yeah. and the moment i ask you to think about something you you're, put you're down something yeah, else, your, yeah your complete attention gets like focused into figuring out that answer real quick yeah you know um, meanwhile, like we're, you know, and because of our perception of, of 
that's how the mind works when we're like, mm. oh God, if you could just give us some attention here. Yeah. And it's like, well, that, that's not, that's not how God that operates. How omniscience God, works. God yeah. gives you 100% of himself yeah. at every mm. moment. Yeah. So like, no matter how small you think your problem is, you're like, I just need 1% God yeah. to, to just figure mm. this out. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, you have a hundred percent God yeah. working on that one thing. Mm-hmm. And you have, you know, 100% God working on something else mm. completely. Like his attention is fully and wholly. Yeah, and it's just like, mm-hmm. he's not spent. <clears throat> yeah. It's not and, like he has to, to deprioritize something mm. else in order to ratchet up his involvement somewhere else. And, and even just talking about like that, like, like we have 100% God here and 100% God focused on, it's like that, Math doesn't add up. Yeah. Like math doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. That's not possible. And it's like, mm-hmm. but with him it is. Mm-hmm. And that's just that's just it. Like mm-hmm. we can't. It, it's incomprehensible. Mm-hmm. Like the to the the magnitude by which he's he exhibits those omnis. Yeah, you know, yeah. like it's not even just any one of them. All of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now. Mm-hmm. One, Eric, oh, sorry, I was gonna say Eric. Uh, in that, you said, "Is he?" When you said he's a hundred percent. No, no, you... I was saying, "Is he?" Because he says that he's always thinking, mm-hmm. and it, uh, that goes to the, is it the immutability of God? Yeah. That idea that he doesn't change. Mm-hmm. That's why people are like, God doesn't. Well, people argue that God doesn't really have emotions. Okay. Impassibility. Impassibility. Yeah. yeah. That's all I was saying. It was just hinting mm-hmm. at that. Not that we have to go down that rabbit hole. Yeah. That's a big rabbit hole. I think. <laughs> I, I think it's. I think it's less. It's less that God doesn't have emotions. It's that God doesn't have affected emotions. Right. Yeah. So his emotions are always at the max. He, he just is a state of is. That's right. I am. He is. Yeah. He is the source of being. I. That's the way I would the, say it. Another John MacArthur um, incident. It's funny. He's talking at his church, and he's like, he says the whole thing about. God's God's anger is not like man's anger. And and you're expecting that he's going to say something like, oh, you know, his anger is just or whatever. Mm-hmm. He says, God doesn't get angry like we get angry. God is angry all the time. <laughs> it's like, well, that wasn't really what I was expecting. But like, it's true. Like his his uh, anger about sin is always dialed all the way up. And his mercy and mm-hmm. his love and his holiness and his omniscience, like every dial is dialed all the way up, and that's that we call that God's infinitude. To eleven, and it, yeah, to eleven. Um, <laughs> no, just doesn't have what we have, which is distracted emotions. Yeah, yeah, distracted, affected, like he's reactive. Yeah. Um, no, he's always proactive, and then like even just going back to the omniscience thing, like th- to me, this is very much worship. You know, like what we're doing now, and just kind of basking mm-hmm. in God's awesomeness. But um, in his omniscience, it's like when if you were to ask me like, oh, tell me about uh, David or tell me about uh, Daniel or whatever. And it's like, OK, so I get a picture in my mind and that's, you know, sure, you probably from like the shoulders up and, uh, you know, maybe the sound of your voice. And I could say, oh, I've known him for this long and this mm-hmm. is a little bit about his personality. But it's like God knows when, when God thinks of you, which is always he's always thinking about everything about you your your full genome your entire history backwards and forwards your family tree backwards and forwards um like the decisions that you've made the the events that have happened to you in your life your like the number of hairs on your head not just like oh here's an outside picture of what travis's face looks like but almost like an mri like 
3D, like every atom, every cell of my body. And he's always able to take all of that into account when he, you know, with what his plans are for me, mm. which is so, it, it almost makes me, I mean, it makes me feel dumb, definitely. But it's like, man, I pray and I'm like, God, don't, you know, if, if God really understood, he would give me this or he would mm -hmm. respond this way or whatever. And it's like. Ah, man, he knows so much mm. more. His ways are so much higher than ours that, like, how can we mm. how can we be disappointed, you know, with whatever hand he chooses to deal us? It's like, he's he's worthy to deal us that, and he's he has us in the end. We're not going to be dissatisfied with... We're not going to look back and be like, well, okay, <laughs> I'm in heaven now, but, like, man, I really wish you... We, we will look back and be like, wow... The whole time you knew and you had it mm -hmm. so to the to the millisecond like you had everything um, just mm -hmm. perfectly designed to bring yourself mm -hmm. the maximum amount of glory. And it's like, mm -hmm. man, it's just makes my heart mm -hmm. full, you know, to think of that and to think that that's the God that cares about me and dresses the grass of the field with lilies mm -hmm. and feeds the sparrows. And and I still stress out about money and stuff. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. I think that's the that's kind of the difficulty we we hit like what you what, what both of you guys were talking about um is that we don't experience or process things the way that God is experiencing processing them. Mm -hmm. We observe the world around us and learn about it. Mm -hmm. God is writing the world around us. He has written it. He sat down and planned it out. So it's not like I want to know how many dams there are. It's I know how many dams yeah. I've planned for there to be. Yeah, and and I think that's oh, I think that's the the more mind blowing thing is he sat down and planned like wrote <laughs> again according to like your theological fiction mine is the whole manuscript <laughs> kind of thing like he planned everything out, mm. um, and so it's it's like, uh, it's the difference between us going out you know and walking around a nature preserve and seeing what's there and more like an author who's like yeah of course I'm gonna know everything about this person because I, I wrote, wrote it. it yeah yeah oh I it, a Paul Washer quote I heard from him he's like. He said what a really interesting philosophical and theological idea about God is like, how does God know the future? And it's not, oh, God knows the future because he looks down through the corridors of time. It, God knows the future because he knows that he is omnipotent and omniscient. Like there's he's like, I know what it's going to look like because I know how I'm going to get us there. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I, I know how I'm going to every every drop of water in the ocean, every star, every nematode whatever like I, i'm i'm bringing all of it to exactly where i want it to be and mm -hmm. then just the culmination of all that which is mm -hmm. his maximum glory mm. i'm not doing the whole thing again but okay yeah we don't have to. all right here's the thing uh david's here miguel left and david is now miguel is now miguel david's taking over um yeah so talking about the holy spirit and you said you were wanting to pursue a new well there's just so many angle. avenues you could take with the holy spirit but i think what we started i think we started on in a great place just talking about like how to define the holy spirit mm -hmm. and there are things i think just to sum up there are things scripture talks about that does help define mm -hmm. the spirit it's just trying to define god is impossible mm -hmm. and i don't think that the new testament authors were always so fixated on how yeah, to define like God. That, was that their point? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, moving from that, you know, God is great. Uh, I guess, 
we could talk about several different things. I don't know exactly what, but we could talk about spiritual gifts or not spiritual oh, I gifts. Thought you in had the canon. No, I was, I oh, was well, I do. To, I, I, I do. I just, do you I, want I me was, to take us there? Well, I mean, I'm, I, I'm maybe, I don't know where there is, but I was wanting to talk about like, okay, spirit being filled with the spirit. Yeah. That's, like, I, I can go there, but it's, yeah. Is that on the way to where you were going? It's kind of has to do with exactly where I could go. There's two things. This, okay, go this ahead. You brought up. Hit me. Well, I well we've already kind of hit it on this, but I want to hit it straight on um, because I believe that being filled with the spirit has miraculous connotations. Okay. Uh, what was your other thing? The other thing had to do with uh, the cessationism, continuationism. Oh yeah, I mean I feel like that would be the same. It's the same destination ultimately. Yeah. Once, but yeah. Uh, so you would say that if a person is filled with the Holy Spirit, that necessarily that overflows in miraculous demonstrations of divine power. Yes. So let me, huh. uh, let me just say this. Like I have not like somehow gathered all the instances where filled with the Holy spirit was used mm -hmm. filled with the spirit and can say in every instance, but I did look at a lot of them. <laughs> Can't say all of them, but a lot of them. And there is like Stephen was filled with the Holy spirit mm -hmm. while his face was glowing like an angel, oh, right? An angel uh -huh. or like Moses. Anyway, but uh, so it's like, yeah, I think that there definitely is miraculous connotation to that. When uh, Samson would do something really crazy, it says like the spirit, spirit fall on him, upon him and yeah. he'd be filled with spirit. So that that is what I would say. With that, I don't so know you would if that's say that going. we are we are not, nor have we ever been filled with the spirit, is what you would say. Yeah, right now, like I'm open to be conv uh, convinced differently because. Where I'm at with that mm -hmm. is uh, maybe uh, some people think it's very bleak and dark, uh, which, hey, you know, maybe it is. But I just, I've had, so just to kind of give some context to this, I've had this, the, the question uh, dealing with this kind of thing ever since uh, I was at a, a Tuesday night life group and they were going over Francis Chan study guide over the, you know that has to do with the holy spirit mm -hmm. the forgotten god i think it was that uh. i'm not sure i can't i can't mm -hmm. tell you exactly what it was but there's also like videos mm -hmm. with it anyway so he's talking about the holy spirit and all that was really cool or whatever and then we were talking about we got to acts eight and i was like oh this is really cool because you'll see how uh uh what's Simon the sorcerer oh. will come across the spirit and you know, he, he was like this big shot and people would call him the power of God. And then he came across the spirit and he was like, oh my gosh, that's like the real stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's following. I'm like, that's a great testimony to what's going on. And that's what I was talking about in our, in our mm -hmm. life group. But then I went back over it because and it doesn't have to do so much with that. But um, there was always something that bothered me about the passage or, or the, the surrounding story. And this goes back even to college. And it was the fact that the Samaritans both believed and were baptized and they still had not received the Holy Spirit. And in college, they would just say that, oh, that's, those are just exceptions. That's not the norm. But as I went over it, because that's what I would think to myself, oh, it's, it's an exception, it's not the norm. But as I went over that and I started looking at Acts, I started looking at a different lens and, and realizing, no, those are not, these are not exceptions. This is 
what is actually happening. And if, for me, I would argue... Is what? Sorry. Uh, that the substance of it. The Holy Spirit, when he when he's around, it's something... It's conspicuous. Yes. Yeah. Um, so it's like... Wait, wait, what do you mean? Like, it's uh, noticeable. It's obvious. Okay, okay, it's, okay. it's strange. It's not yeah, okay. the norm. Right, right. Yeah. So, uh, and that just coincides with even what, like, John the Baptist says, that I baptize you with water, but one who comes after me will baptize you with spirit and fire. And then Jesus reiterates that in uh, in Acts, in the beginning of Acts. He mm -hmm. says, you know, you've heard, you've heard remember that mm -hmm. I told you this or that. And he's like, that's going to happen when you go to Jerusalem. And so from there, it goes on. But the problem is that Luke does not always record miraculous events happening. I mean, he records a lot, mm -hmm. but it doesn't always record that. And so you'll see like salvation happening, you know, and uh, there isn't really anything recorded. And I think what we do, what I would argue was the error in the way that I was looking at it is like, oh, because nothing's being said, then that means that nothing was happening. When it's like, I think that Luke is just choosing when to zoom in mm -hmm. and say this is something that's miraculous mm -hmm. um so i think it's the norm but the problem then is if it's the norm when you talked about you know we've never been filled with spirit is like well what does that mean for us in regards to the holy spirit because fruit of the spirit joy love peace patience stuff it's like i've experienced that you know i've uh -huh. experienced more love mm -hmm. when you feel the love of god or you know mm -hmm. that god loves you you're gonna I mean, you should mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, be filled with love. Um, you can have more joy. Uh, you be merciful because God has shown you mercy, mm -hmm. uh, kindness, all these things. And these are called through the Spirit mm -hmm. if you walk in step with the Spirit, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like I've experienced that. But when it comes to, to what Acts, which Acts is a narrative. Mm -hmm. So Acts is describing things, mm -hmm. whereas like Paul's just talking about it kind of like in, in doctrinal language, mm -hmm. you know? It's a bit different. And so when we talk about the narrative, I'm like, there's like, like you said, conspicuous things going on, mm -hmm. but I don't really see, and I, uh, okay, I don't really see that happening. Like, today. I've never, ever seen it actually happen. Mm -hmm. But today I was just listening to a guy talking about prophecy, and mm -hmm. he shared a story. I was like, gosh, you know, that mm -hmm. has to be it. Like, that was, mm -hmm. I want, I do not doubt him that that was prophecy. Mm -hmm. And even he was saying, like, I know it could be a coincidence. Mm -hmm. And I don't believe that everybody prophesies mm. is really... Pro I think most people are not prophets when they claim to be prophets. Mm -hmm. And I'm like... so, And the story that he shares is not a very flattering one to him. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, this, this sounds so legitimate. Because he's like, mm -hmm. I know it's coincidence. And I was like, dude, I don't think you have any reason to believe it was coincidence. Mm -hmm. And like, I do believe Francis Chan, when he says he's been to... I think it was Cambodia or Thailand. And mm -hmm. he healed somebody. You know, So I'm like, mm -hmm. things are happening. But it's like, that's not happening... Here. Nearly often enough. What was the story? Well, no, the, I'll share the story of the prophecy. But the prophecy happened here. Uh -huh. So the story with the prophecy, This uh, the guy, um, um, I was going to say his name. His name is Alan Parr. He's on YouTube or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, so he, he mentions how, uh, you know, in high school, he uh, had, he, he lost his virginity. Mm -hmm. And then he, he, he's like, you know, I was Christian. I knew it was wrong. And so he just felt with such guilt. And so he promised God to wait till he got married, right? And they said, well, freshman year of college, I broke that promise. Mm -hmm. And I, I was just like, this is it, it's over. Mm -hmm. I was, he was just like, mm -hmm. just completely broken, whatever. And he was like, so the next day, so I guess that must have been like a Saturday or something mm -hmm. or whatever. 
but like the next day he's like i gotta go to church i just i need mm -hmm. to be in church mm -hmm. so he goes to church that he's never been to mm -hmm. and um you know they, they do the service whatever and a guy gets up and he starts to say there is a man a young man here who made a promise to god to uh like i think when it comes to his he says not to sleep with anybody or whatever and he ended up breaking that promise and now uh he feels like you know like there's no hope for him or whatever and um he wants to make a new promise but he you know he's feeling so devastated or whatever. and he says uh i want that man to come up here to receive the forgiveness of god um and it's like that's super, super, super specific. You know, that's not. Um, mm. I'm like, that's just no way. That someone here with an icky back. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah and I've been there. It's like uh, someone here uh, needs revival and uh, just uh, the season of, having doubt yeah, or yeah. whatever. Yeah, someone, someone here. No, someone he said on last hard financial times. Yeah, he said like someone last night uh. broke their promise with god they slept with somebody mm. Mm. Yeah. they feel and it's just like that was and that's why so he said you know for the person to come up here and receive forgiveness god and he said like i didn't move wow for like it mm -hmm. the minutes seemed like hours but i didn't move because i was like oh it's got to be someone else uh. mm -hmm. i don't even nobody knows me this is a new church mm. and and what are they gonna think this guy mm. comes up there <laughs> you know, i just slept with somebody and so he he's like eventually the minutes kept passing and the guy came back up and he's like that's all right you know i understand you want to come up here we'll wait we're not in a rush so he uh, kept waiting and so the guy's like oh my god so he finally came up he finally went up there and they all prayed for him and and he's like that has mm. impacted my life but he's like mm. I've, i haven't even shared this story with my wife wow um so I'm like listening to this, and I'm like, like his wife finds out on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, he said, "I'm sorry, babe." <laughs> but I'm like that, like mm. that just that just doesn't happen. Like if that's a coincidence, then I don't think that prophecy could even exist mm -hmm. because they can all be coincidence. Like that's way too specific, mm. way too specific. Yeah. And I'm like, um, mm. I'm like, okay, like even though like I have not seen it, I'm very very skeptical. Mm -hmm. There's an instance. My problem is. Mm. This is not happening nearly enough. Yeah. Um, and it's not even happening in the way that it ought to be happening because it's supposed to edify us. It's supposed to mature us as, as Christians yeah. as a body, right? Yeah. And it's like, I, this is where I'm, why I'm not a post-millennial is because I'm not, I don't Optimist. see things. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Well, I just don't see things having gotten better for the church. Hmm. Yeah, and, and it's like so much of what you see is not that edifying i mean so much of what calls itself moves of the holy spirit or yes. whatever is and you know i was talking to a young man you know just tonight and um he said he goes to a church where they have tongues and speaking in tongues but he's really wrestling because he feels like it's not mm -hmm. um very like it's not good for anything it's not doing anything it's not the way it's described in scripture but then i mean not to get just totally wrapped up in anecdotes anecdotes um, and, or antidotes, um, the idea of tongues specifically is something that's super sketchy to me. And I just never feel like it's, um, you know, legit. And then I have a friend who was telling me that, so he, he and his twin brother were going to a church and this is no one that, you know, um, they were going to a church and, um, 
it was like their first time at that church and during this spirit session whatever i don't know what it is he fell himself like lose power in his legs and he just went down on the floor and a woman next to him turned around and started speaking in tongues over him and then the woman standing in front of him or yeah in, in like the pew in front of him turned back and was listening to like what that lady was saying speaking in tongues and then said like interpreted the tongues on him and like said all this stuff that he had been doing in his life like all this sin that was really present in his life and that god was calling him to repentance and i'm like i i i know this kid i don't feel at all like this is something that he would make up um but man it's it's like okay why why is that not the norm like why is it when i've gone to Maybe I'm just not going to the right Assemblies of God churches. But when I go, it's like, it's just a circus, you know? Like, oh, yeah. so much of it is just people laying on the ground and, and, and shaking. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, do we need to get medical attention for these? And, and I'm being serious. Like, okay. is this is this some sort of, like, is she going to swallow her tongue or, yeah. or whatever it is? Um, but then it'll just be people, like, they say they're speaking in tongues, but it's, you know, 30% of the congregation is doing it, and no one's interpreting it, and no one's... Yeah being edified and it's like it it doesn't sound like what first corinthians 12 or 14 says mm-hmm. um and it, it just seems like a show mm-hmm. you know it seems almost like a look at me i'm i'm you know spiritual enough to be blessed with this manifestation mm-hmm. of of god's holiness and it's like why mm-hmm. you know yeah i mean i i so because i've been to plenty of pentecostal churches uh, well, I was going to bring that up, but like, like it, it just, it's common sense. They're not speaking any kind of language. Mm-hmm. They're just making a bunch of nonsense mm-hmm. noises. Yeah. Um, and you know, m- m- uh, Dr. Michael Brown, yeah. the, the Messianic yeah. Jew guy, Jewish guy, don't say Jew guy. <laughs> um, uh, he, he even claims uh, to speak in tongues and he's like, yeah, I, I can speak in tongues and I can also do like math in my head, you know, it's not me or whatever. <laughs> and and to me, it's like, well, that's not convincing. Math. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's not convincing to me at all because if anybody's ever played an instrument like a guitar and tried to sing, lyrics are doing both at the same time. You yeah. could do that. Yeah. You could forget because it's just muscle memory. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so I was like, that that to me is not convincing at all. Yeah. But like, I'm, I'm super skeptical like you're saying, and I was more continuationist, I suppose, early on in my, my Christian life. And I, that's why I would go to Pentecostal mm-hmm. churches and whatnot. But like for the most, I mean, I would say, as far as I know, none of it was, was real. It was yeah. all just a bunch of nonsense. Malarkey. And what you were referencing, like Sam and I want, went to this one church and we wanted to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. We never even heard this idea of being baptized with the Holy Spirit. Um, so... That's, that's what oh, we, they were having a spirit baptism? So you can mark on the card like your needs, and we we mm-hmm. marked that, and I think they approached us, mm-hmm. or we approached yeah. them or something. And then, because the, the pastor was talking about how he never spoke in tongues, didn't believe in it, and then he just started. So we're like, okay, mm-hmm. well, let's see. Uh, so we were just, they just told us to say Abba, Abba, Abba until I guess we yeah. got, it was like the. In the groove. Re, yeah. You know, yanking oh, the cord. Oh, the pump. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it, it never happened and it was just so it's just so dumb so i think a lot of that is just getting into like you shut your mind off in a sense and you get into this frenzy yeah. and it's like oh i'm speaking in tongues and it's like no mm-hmm. 
you're you're not, um, and it it doesn't. It doesn't make sense for you to, to just speak in tongues because I don't think even then that the, the gifts are supposed to be working in isolation to one another. Anyways, I think yeah. if you're going to see tongues, you probably see prophecy. You probably see healing, wisdom type of things, yeah. you know. Yeah. So and I think that's the healthiest kind of church, mm-hmm. you know, is when you have a multitude of gifts working in together, mm-hmm. um, not just tongues, which is mostly what you see. And, you know, mm-hmm. people are fainting. It's like what? Why would God want you to come to church so you could just fall on the floor and just take a nap? Like, what is the purpose? Yeah. There's yeah. no point. Like, people are dying not knowing anything about Jesus, mm. and you're there freaking sleeping. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is fainted. It's like, that's so... All right, I'm going to be probably not mm. not kind, but it's like, that's just so aggravating. Well, there, that's an yeah. important question that charismatics have to ask, and I think the good ones do. Why are we doing this? Yeah, what, what is, good is what, being what benefit is is going on? And I think there are good Pentecostal or uh, charismatic groups that do try to police the gifts well. Right. Um, I haven't, I, I'm a person, but I've not heard you of you police about the it. Holy Spirit. Yeah, you have to, like what? you have to police the gifts. That's sacrilege. I think one of the things that I was shocked hmm. by was one of my professors was talking about like talking with a bunch of different groups of all these things. He said that uh the the charismatic groups that he had been around that really do care about the gifts and care of the spirit police it more than the um uh cessationists would in the same group they're more strict about like no that's not the holy spirit how dare you try to um claim your false gift over him um so i think sometimes we can forget um, because we see all these examples of charismatic groups that go that are just like anarchy free for all do whatever you want it's chaotic and we forget Mm. that um, you can. There are groups that have hold to charismatic things, but also within Paul's teachings of order, mm-hmm. don't be just trying to desire one gift. You know, when I think about talking to people who were like, "Oh, I've got to speak in tongues for to be a Christian," he's like, "Well, what about mm-hmm. when Paul says, stop trying to speak in yeah. tongues, everybody, because everybody doesn't it, have it." But yeah. yeah, don't forbid it, but stop desiring it. So yeah. what that doesn't make sense that Paul said that, and you're saying that only Christians. Uh, speak in tongues and if you don't then you're not yeah um, which that's a lot of Pentecostal teaching says if you're not baptized in the um, Holy Spirit which they see as the evidence of that is speaking in tongues then you're not a Christian which is consistent because the scripture yeah. says that anyone who is regenerate has the spirit mm-hmm. anyone who is regenerate has been baptized in the spirit yeah. um, the, the new covenant seal and sign is the spirit yeah that he gives within people so somehow Christians should have the Spirit. So I think they're being consistent, but the problem is is they're saying baptism of the Holy Spirit means tongues. Yeah. And if you don't have tongues, you don't have the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Mm. Right. And that, I think, is where they break it down. Right, and that's where I disagree with them, um, because I don't think it's a, uh, as, as um, narrow as just speaking mm-hmm. tongues. But my problem is, because like, I, I remember hearing about that, I was like, that's yeah. so weird. But it's like, when I read Acts, when I see what is mm-hmm. being talked about in regards to the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. It's like, I think they got a point, though. Something should be happening. And my problem as I'm re-evaluating things is like, you know, how come when I was baptized, nothing happened? Mm-hmm. How come when we ordain people and we lay hands on someone, nothing happens? It's like, that doesn't make sense. What it seems like is like you're trying to replicate what Scripture does without getting the results. Mm-hmm. You know, with, What would you mm-hmm. see the results to be? Uh, well, it would be a, 
I don't know if dispensation is the right word, but like mm-hmm. a, a pouring out of the Spirit. So like I would take Timothy as an example, mm-hmm. where Paul says don't despise, I don't know if in the Greek is gift of prophecy or this gift that you receive through prophecy and mm-hmm. through the laying on of hands. And it's like, okay, you received something. Mm-hmm. There was prophecy also there. So the Spirit was definitely mm-hmm. there and made himself known. Not this, let me lay, let's all lay our hands on you in a symbolic gesture and pray over you and like like nothing happens. You know what I mean? And what I mean by nothing happens, like that's what I literally mean, is like nothing mm-hmm. did happen. Mm-hmm. I come to expect something, or should come to expect something happening. I guess maybe it comes to the idea of anointing. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think anointing is just you pour oil over someone and that's it. Like, it's not about the oil. Mm-hmm. You know, so like that's that's where I have a lot of problems because I've seen the phoniness. Like, I've been open to, mm-hmm. oh, it's happening. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's just uh, like it was yeah. back then, but it's then it's like, there, there. This just doesn't make any sense. Like, mm-hmm. I like, mm-hmm. it w- I would be so less depressed in life <laughs> if the gift, like, if the gifts were being dispensed in the way it was mm-hmm. in the New Testament. Because, like, man, going to church wasn't isn't just about singing and and just hearing someone preach for fifty minutes or whatever. It's like I'm I'm seeing wonderful things. Just a little taste, a little taste mm. of the glory, kind of thing about <laughs> heaven. You know what I mean? Which is like this is, and like no, no, no other religion or philosophy can ever mm. produce this kind of stuff. And it's like, mm. and 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 so I'm very skeptical. I was, I'm kind of on the board of like it just there's just nothing happening. But mm. then when I hear stories like this guy shared Francis Chan because mm-hmm. he also says like he's kind of sharing your sentiment where he's like, mm. man, every time I went on a mission. I was like, okay, this is the time I'm going to see these things happen because I always hear the stories about a mission and like someone getting healed or whatever. He's like, I never got there. Mm. It like never happened. Chan, you're saying? Yeah. Like and, those are his words? Yeah. yeah. And then he's like, but then it happened and it's really <clears throat> weird. And I'm like, mm. well, this isn't being made up. This isn't, mm. there's no, there's no reason for it. Have so, you considered going to Cambodia? Me? Yeah. Or Thailand? No, because I think the point uh, that Francis was getting at is like you can't chase it because mm-hmm. he was trying to, and it just it'll, mm-hmm. it'll, if it comes, it will come mm-hmm. when God wants it to come. Does he mean like the those those gifting, or does he mean just like an out, uh, a mass like converging kind of outpouring of the Spirit? I don't think he tries to define it. Okay, because I do think that there is a level because I kind of get what you're saying of like you want to see all these dramatic things that you see in the New Testament, but one thing that kind of breaks my heart. Is how we get desensitized to what the spirit's work, the real significant spirit work is, is the fact that is doing, yeah. like we're like, oh, I'm so super disappointed I didn't get to see the spirit do a parlor trick, and we're desensitized <laughs> to the fact that we just saw him raise the dead mm. in our midst mm. with our with our eyesight. We saw someone spiritually resurrected to go to eternity um, in the kingdom of God, and that is not wow enough for us uh. that we want to see him, you know make a broken leg heal for for a day or two yeah like that's something that i think that we need to relearn is when when the holy spirit's working powerful wonderful eternal miracles in our midst a mm. miracle might not be the better mm. word but but outpouring of his spirit uh we get distracted and we think that it's more impressive to see someone speaking in a dramatic tongue language or something like that uh like i think about the laying on of hands like we want to see some crazy prophecy come out and 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 all that and like glimmering and shining but what about the amazing pouring out of the spirit that that preacher went on for 50 years to preach the gospel faithfully without a scandal Mm. isn't that Uh. an amazing outpouring of the spirit's work 
that that person couldn't have done without the spirit. That's what that's the way my mind kinds of think. I like to think of that, you know, uh, the God of the ordinary kind of concept of yeah. we want the dramatic, we crave the dramatic, we're very dramatic people, um, but God is causing our hearts to beat every second and holding the world together. Mm. And we miss it because the sunrise is taken for granted. You know, the, the fact that we spin around at the optimal degree in the solar system, the fact that our universe is just far enough from the sun to support life, but close enough to get heat. Mm -hmm. All of that is like, oh, cool, that's just there. Instead yeah. of saying, like, God is um, working in every single aspect of that. Uh, we talk about, like, clothing the lilies of the field and... Um, creating everything and sustain Jesus mm. is called as the sustainer of all things. So I think that's where, where my mind tends to go. I'm like, man, that's, that seems like a lot mm -hmm. of, of dramatic outpouring of, of God's work. Um, but I get it. Cause it's like, it's really easy to discern like, Oh, this prophecy here that looks really showy. Oh. Um, but I think about, uh, I think it was, a, was it Elijah or Elisha where it's, there's this hurricane, there's the tornado, there's the thunder. God's God's voice wasn't there. Mm. God wasn't in this. God mm. wasn't that. And then there was a quiet whisper, and God's voice was the whisper. <laughs> I'm like, I, I, that gives me chills. I'm like, okay, that's maybe yeah. maybe sometimes we are looking for trumpets, Thinking but God big. is gentle, kind, and lowly, and He sometimes will whisper. So I I, I think what you said is is 100 percent mm -hmm. uh, correct that that we uh, and I I don't try to like mm -hmm. I'll explain where I'm coming from but that's you know like I don't want to see those things for the flashier showiness yeah, yeah, absolutely yeah, right. yeah. what what is again you could ask the point of like what is what is the seeking out of these miracles mm -hmm. if you're not even willing to obey mm -hmm. you know and it's mm -hmm. like really yeah get your leg healed you're still gonna die that's right you know what i mean and it's like the greatest gift of all is salvation 100 percent, 100 percent. it goes back to what jesus said what's more impressive that i told this guy to get up and walk or that yeah. i raised him from the dead or yes. i forgave his sins yeah the jesus is like clearly his answer he's looking for especially when you read in the greek because the way the greek sentences go it tells you what answer he's wanting. He tells you what yes answer he's wanting. Mm. The way he phrases right, it, right. the yes is the most difficult thing is the forgiveness of sins. Mm. Yeah. Which you can't see. Yeah. Right. And and so, okay, so th that's actually a great example yeah. of a verse because, well, <laughs> before you get Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, because the side you're taking is, is good. I think mm -hmm. that's important. Um, and I think the problem is that people will end up on either that side of it mm -hmm. or the, no, no, the raising him up from the you know tell mm -hmm. get your pallet and walk mm -hmm. and that's it and it's like i'm saying uh Why don't be both? on one yeah both yeah. because he says he says what is easier to say sins are forgiven or get your pallet up, uh, mm -hmm. and, and walk but but yeah so, so they that you will know. know yeah and that's my whole point like the the reason i'm looking for a manifestation of spirit confirmation is I a see. confirmation yeah because so like people have been ordained in churches and they're out there making people bark like dogs that's true it, you know what i mean and it's just like so what you know uh so i like for me it's like how how are we going to know that god mm. has ordained this person mm -hmm. oh. how are we going to know we talk about tongues and it's like you know a lot of it's common sense when you're going la 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 li, 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 you know you're not saying anything mm -hmm. 
But to to temper yeah. that, I've heard languages, and I've done this, where yeah. I just close my eyes, and I'm listening to this language. I'm not looking at any subtitles, and I'm like, if someone was doing this at church, I think they're doing the same thing. Uh. <laughs> but they're actually speaking a real language, because uh. it sounds so foreign to my ears. So it's like, okay, so how uh, how am I going to know the difference if 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 that actually mm -hmm. happens and so like if someone claims to have speaking in tongues i i, I think i brought this up before mm -hmm. and they got rosetta stone mm -hmm. <laughs> no i'm never gonna believe they have the gift uh, of tongues because mm -hmm. you, like if you're talking to me like you're telling me i have the gift of tongues and the languages that you speak are the ones you've studied mm -hmm. no i'm sorry well, and also is the gift of tongues like oh this person at will just kind of like can speak and then it's interpretable and what it, I, I mean I feel like I feel like it's more from what from my understanding from the scripture it's like look when the spirit wants to do it like it if you're let's say you're speaking so another anecdote uh there's a guy super conservative Baptist preacher you know cessationist everything and he he says he goes into a house to share the gospel with this lady and her elderly you know, mother is also living in the house, but the mom only speaks Spanish, doesn't speak any English. And he's preaching the gospel to uh, the young lady or, you know, to the daughter, whatever. Um, and um, she, you know, starts to ask questions and like he's able to lead her to, to faith. And then um, he asks, you know, would you like me to, you know, through you translate and talk to your mom as well? And the woman's like, yeah, I'd, I'd love to do that. And then she starts to talk to the mom and she's like, no, I understood what he was saying. And like, I, I basically like, I want, you know, I, I also want to submit mm -hmm. and, you know, to, to Christ. Mm -hmm. And so it's like the mom understood him in Spanish, even though he was only speaking in English. Mm -hmm. And uh, to me, that seems, mm -hmm. it's not like, oh, he decided to, flip the switch of like now mm -hmm. i'm exercising the gift of tongues and then mm. so like mm -hmm. a guy like that it wouldn't be wrong for him to go buy rosetta stone so he can you know learn spanish so yeah. that he can preach in spanish it's just that it happened to have been you know mm -hmm. if it if it's legit it happened to have been exercised through him you know it without his discretion or really mm -hmm. even without his knowledge mm -hmm. he didn't know that yeah the mm -hmm. gift was being exercised through him if it's mm -hmm. legit yeah <laughs> i feel like that fits the new testament model better than yeah. we, tend, we tend to think yeah exactly is it the wasn't too yeah that throughout uh the early church and, and throughout the book of acts these gifts come and go they're not like this person is exercising yeah. them constantly because yeah. sometimes uh paul will pray and be healed of a snake bite sometimes yeah. he'll be like remove this physical abnormality and god yeah, says my no thorn. yeah so sometimes so it's not like every these gifts are going and they're going all the time you know yeah. he talks to you know, Timothy will take some wine for your stomach instead of being like, hey, I'll just come and heal you. Mm -hmm. healed or just so, pray and God will heal you. Yeah, so those yeah. things come and go, too. Even in the, So even in the New Testament, they're not constant. Mm -hmm. Like, they're, I, I, I think even the, um, uh, in Acts 2, when the tongues descend, they don't continue to do that throughout the rest of their lives. So I feel like right. even there, it's, uh, even in the most, uh, what is it, the most concentrated place that we have the gifts, even there, they're sporadic. So I think yeah. that that's why I tend to lean if I'm going to lean on one side of the coin or the other, I'm going to lean more towards cessationist because I don't yeah. see gifts constantly all the time uh, in, in these specific types of gifts all the yeah. time going on yeah. always, if that makes sense. No, it, it, it does. Um, and and I. Oh, I was just going to ask you. Something, oh, sorry. But no, it's fine. Uh, so 
Wait, I, I, I think we can just stack up again. But like, we, we talked about this, but I, my thing is... So now it's official. Is like... Okay, so... First of all, they're called miracles for a reason. Because mm-hmm. they don't happen a lot. Mm-hmm. Right, right, yeah. But okay, so so my my main thing with when people come uh, ask me about this stuff, about like miracles, like oh how come all miracles don't happen stuff? Well, I, yeah, okay. So I tell them it's one like if you saw a miracle, and let's say a Christian saw a miracle, okay. would that change anything? In my personal opinion, if you got a hundred people that weren't Christians and they saw a blind man get healed, I don't think it would change much. I honestly don't. Because going to Luke 16 about uh, the rich man and Lazarus, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it says mm. you have you have Jesus. the book of like he, if they, even if they saw a dead man, they would not believe. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, I think if you did some miracle, people would be like, "Oh, that's not God. That's like your, like that's demon work or that's mm-hmm. fake." I don't I don't think it would change that many people's minds. Mm. Yeah, think if you're about- a Christian. Think okay. about the Exodus. Yeah, they were able to recreate the miracles, yeah. uh, for at least for the first Janus couple. And yeah. yeah, so it's like we know that there can be counterfeit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that the, the thing that struggles most. Like what you're talking about, I was like, well, how do you when you see this and it seems really dramatic? I'm like, we know there's counterfeit. Like I, I think that this story. Uh, this might be super counter, not counterfeit, but like I think the stories for. Um, both Islam and uh, Mormonism are a little bit too vivid to be like, oh, this guy just made this up, and more like a demon came and started talking to these people mm-hmm. and made it and made it look like this miraculous kind of thing. So we know that these things can be counted. That's why Revelation helps too. We know that they're going to be counterfeited and they're going to try to look like the church, which is why, like we're talking about, it gets discouraging. It looks like the church is um, not doing very well because. The devil wants it to look like the church isn't doing well because he's counterfeiting. He's not going to look as... I think we think uh, oftentimes of that, of his work as like, oh, he's going to be as far from, like the whole Satanist groups, like, he's going to be so far from, he's going to like love devil worship and and flames Uh and death. Like, no, the the devil wants to deceive. He's going to look look exactly like just an iota off. You know, what did he do, you know, when he was tempting Jesus? Did he like, hey, come like sacrifice goats with me? He says, no, I'm going to quote scripture to you. The scriptures say that they'll protect your feet. So do you want to let the scriptures talk for themselves? And Jesus is like, you don't understand them all the way. You're you're twisting them. So I think that's something we've always got to be on the lookout for, which is why that kind of brought up the whole charismatic that police themselves over the, you know, the verses that say test the spirits. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, I'm not trying to... uh, uh, dissuade that guy's story that you shared about the prophecy, but it could just as easily have been a, a demonic prophecy as a, a as God, because you there was that that specific prophecy. It, there's nothing that I could see in that that'd be like, oh, that other than the fact that they they're calling him to repentance, which I think you said they were calling him to repentance, or were they yeah. just saying there is a guy that has this? No, no, they, so the he, call they were was to repent. Okay, to come and, and, and that would be the I think the only thing from that story that would make me think, okay, that's probably from God. Right. Well, yeah. That Everything would... else about it, like there's was oracles in the in yeah. the ancient world, like the yeah. demons are good soothsayers. There yeah. was the spirit. Uh, what is it? The witch at Endor that was able, like she had a good. Re- she was popular and did well for herself because her prophecies worked. Like. Yeah. You think? Well, she, I don't we're think, gonna go to the road. I don't think it was like a charlatan thing. I think she had a demon she talked to that gave her information. 
I don't think it was like bells and whistles. Yeah. That's what I think about the familiar spirit. Hmm. Um, so that's that's the way my my mind tends to work around those things of just because something looks supernatural, we I like I always say we've got to remember there's more than one voice talking. Mm-hmm. There's more than one voice. Like the the celestial realm is is more populated than I think we tend to think. Mm. Um, so that's why we want to be cautious. I'm not saying we should just be like totally stubborn and obstinate and be like, oh, it's all of the devil or something like that. But we want to be evaluating it with the scriptures. And if there's so if, so the example I always give is, you know, people that have come up and said like. This isn't like prophecy, but they'll say, well, God spoke to me or the spirit moved me that I needed to divorce my wife. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. that's not the way God ever talks. Mm-hmm. But but the reason they're saying that is like, well, because how can you debate them? Mm-hmm. Because this is the, the voice of God. Outside. So that's that's kind of my framework of, well, I'm, I'm thinking in that case that it's that person. That's mm-hmm. just they're baptizing their opinion. But maybe maybe they there was demonic influence that was saying, hey. Hey, go do this. Don't you want this? You know, kind of thing. And that's why you have to test the spirits. Mm. Now, the other thing is, okay, so like, when Christians, when Christians are like, oh, I like, I want to see a miracle. Okay, well, uh, question number one is, how would it change your life? Would it make you believe more? Would you make you like? Praise God more. Like what? Mm-hmm. What? What? What would, what would be the end result? Like if they saw a miracle. Um, my friend put to me he's like, "Well, it would make me like believe in God more." I'm like, "Well, then, that's a problem right there. You mm-hmm. need to see a miracle to believe in God more, and that that's a problem." I said, "Like it, that's, I, 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 I said because like you have all this. You have the freaking Bible. Like a hundred. Like of all this stuff. Like why do you need to see proof?" Like, you can't, like, I don't need to see proof of my, like, of, mm-hmm. uh, uh, like, it's going to be a stupid example, like, of gravity. But, like, I don't, I don't need, I, mm-hmm. I personally don't need to see a miracle. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I'm not a big fan, of, actually, I'm not a big fan of when Christians say, and for me, I believe miracles do happen, mm-hmm. um, but not in the United States or Europe. Um... <laughs> God's Dang. created those yeah. as exclusions. Though. Not even on like Indian reservations or I, in the. So you don't think that this guy actually had been prophesied over, or like it was just prophecy? Uh, okay, so let me put face out. Maybe, and needle in a haystack, a huge haystack. But I think like an exception. Yeah, an exception. With yeah. so, with Christians saying I need to see a miracle. I'm like, first of all. You living is a miracle. You freaking going to have salvation is a miracle itself. Like, God raising, coming from the dead, um, and letting you have a life with Him, that's a miracle itself. Like, that's. So I can see Eric kind of rolling his eyes, and I'm, I'm kind of with him because it's like, as a Christian, I mean, and I'm also a, you know, pretty hardline cessationist. Um, it's not like. God, show me a miracle or I'm going to stop believing. It's like, well, you know, why do you need a miracle? Even even just the fact that you're alive is Yeah, but like, he told me to ask for stuff. And there are things like, man, I, my life would be radically changed if some evangelist <laughs> came to the church and was like, your wife is healed of, you know, all her, her Lyme disease, her, you know, all these different conditions. You don't have to spend all this money on supplements and medications and hospital visits. It's just all that's now a thing of the past. And it's like, 
Okay. I mean, and I get that, you know, God puts hardships in our lives and they change us. And Nicole will bear witness that like her sickness has drawn her so much closer to God and she wouldn't trade uh, those years. But it's like, man, I it would give me cause to rejoice and to, to glorify God and to give thanks to him and to, uh, you know, to bless others. If we're now saving all of this money, like the things that we could do for other people and, you know, the freedom that we could have in our own lives to to minister. So it's, I don't think of it, sometimes I'm sure it is like a stingy thing. And it's like, you know, God, you know, I'm this spoiled little child. And like, mm-hmm. unless you give me what I want, I'm going to, I'm going to stop believing. But like, that's a threat to God. Um, <laughs> but I really do think that it's like, look, God, you are so benevolent. And we have all of these requests. And it does not seem like natural means are going to to get us the things that we need. So please, out of the overflow of your just magnificent supernatural goodness, show up and like, you know, um, do things for us. We will give you the praise. We'll give you the glory. We'll give you the honor for it. Um, and if you choose not to, then that's fine. Um, but it, it is almost like you would hope that even if it never happened for you or like even if Nicole never got healed, if I saw some other, you know, lady at the church or some other lady in some other church and she, you know, was healed, it would still cause my heart to rejoice. Like, mm-hmm. man, look at what God was able to do. Mm-hmm. And then like he healed her. She got up out of the wheelchair and that like she's able to serve at this orphanage or like she went to just give her life. She preached the gospel once in Eritrea and then they killed her. But that's still such a beautiful story. Like there would be stories like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really do like, even as someone who's a cessationist and someone who really, I, I consciously make an effort, um, to just remind myself salvation is enough. Creation Mm -hmm. is enough. The fact that you're granted the the next breath is, is enough. I still see so much beauty in the potential for what could happen, you know, with, with those sorts of miraculous overflows of the, of the gifts of the spirit. And then another part of me is like, do I believe that if I were to give myself wholly to, you know, fasting and prayer and holiness and, and I don't want to just say asceticism, but like, you know, at at least turning my back on sin, that things like this could be possible for myself, for my family, for my church, for the, the, the church, capital C, and then even just for the world. And if the answer is yes, then it's almost like, why am I not doing it? Like, mm-hmm. um, now I'm going to get super spiritual, uh, in the, oh, I shut that. Um, that was a little creepy. Yeah. <laughs> the spirit, op- he opened a door. Wow. <laughs> he looked um, super spiritual. I was like, yeah. uh, is that what I mentioned? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm going to get super spiritual, uh, spiritual. You guys know the legend of Korra, um, which is the, <laughs> the sequel series to, um, avatar the last airbender and there's a i actually have not gotten to this point yet but i've had it uh ruined for me i've had it spoiled for me um but no i I don't think it's a big deal someone has uh pointed out there's a character and i think i'm coming up on it but he learns how to fly and basically it's like the main thing that you have to do if you're going to fly is you have to be completely free of all earthly attachments like you can't be attached to any even like a philosophy or, you know, much less a person or an ambition or a goal. It's like you have to let go of absolutely everything. And uh, then you get this, 
you know, capacity to fly. And so like, but still so few people do it because it's like, well, you know, I can fly or I can just like, you know, uh, play games and have friends and, and go to, you know, social gatherings and get, get rich and all. It's like, okay, I could fly to like, eh, I don't really care about flying. I'd, I'd rather do all these other things, but it's like, this is, this is worth single-mindedly pursuing with everything. And yet, and I, I've, Feel like i've been asked i've asked this question several times on the podcast is like you know why don't we hardcore just commit ourselves to small group devotional living and pursuit of holiness and accountability and all those sorts of things um and instead we settle for what most small groups wind up settling for you know, which is like, okay, and how can we be praying for you this week? <laughs> oh, my grandma's having surgery. Okay, we need to pray that her surgery goes well. And there, that's not nothing. Yeah. You know, and it, it integrates you into a community and, and, you know, you learn to share each other's burdens and you get those texts about like, hey, man, how did the surgery go? And that is definitely not nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I almost think like it's it's meant to be. I don't even want to say more than that, but like it's meant to be different than that. Um, I think of who was it? I know I've been talking for a while, but uh, was it like John and Charles Wesley that they started holy clubs? Right, you remember that story? Yeah. And it's like this, you know, not everybody has to do it. We're not saying that you're Mm -hmm. not a real Christian if you don't do it, but like we want to start a holy club and just for anyone who wants to come, and we're just gonna read the Bible and pray and like confess sin and, and really try to pursue holiness together. And again, you don't have to do it, but anybody who's interested, you know, we, we're going to meet on, you know, Tuesdays and Fridays from, uh, from five to eight. And it's like, man, I, I almost wish someone would pitch that. And I'd be like, I'm there, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Go ahead. I got, I got one more. And I'm, I'm going to make sure I say this. Um, this is my personal experience. I got in trouble for saying this once. So I'm going to make sure it's saying my personal experience, my opinion. Um, so, kind of going back to when you said, like, if you saw someone that was, you know, that, that couldn't walk, and the next day she was able to walk, and you see all the church, you praise God and stuff. Mm. Uh, I, I agree that would, I think that would happen. But also, so when my, uh, when my brother passed away, um, all I could think about was like, God, like how 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 do you expect like my family to praise you? Like after you took this away, like my parents sold you as missionaries, mm. and they like they left everything and they and you took him away. How how do you think how do you expect us to praise you? And so, and then the next day, I came to realization of like, like I. I can't say all oh, like I, like I I would have because it's impossible to bring him back, but I thought to myself like, and I just thought like just started crying. I'm like God like. The, I I actually have a stronger connection and a more love for God. Because I realized, like God, He didn't save my brother. My brother is dead now. But like. It came, it came to me my realization of me having a strong um, loving for God. It's like I I am literally like I am nothing in this, and you I'm 
I've said this several times, like, I'm able to speak to you. Mm. Not only that, I'm able to see my brother again. Mm. And God, because of that, even though my brother isn't alive, every single day now, like, I keep going back to God. I'm like, God, like, thank you for, for this gift that you have given me. Thank you for the gift mm. that I was able to have my time with my brother. So with people who, my personal, that's just my personal experience, but other, maybe, other people who deal with like cancer or things that like just it can't be cured um i wonder if they think about like i'm always constantly going back to god i'm constantly praying for this constantly and like that's like you're always going to god um even though like that's my brother was alive i think i would be still be praising god and stuff but like would i be going to God with my head like giving thanks to him as much as if he was alive um, just because it when my brother died it, it seriously like woke something in me I'm like I am a freaking ant like and I am able to speak to you and I'm constantly going back to him like I get to see my brother again because of you mm. Like, even though, like, death is a terrible thing, you made it into something beautiful. I get to see him. Like, death mm-hmm. is gone. Like, mm-hmm. there is no death for us Christians. Mm-hmm. And, like, you made something so tragic, so mm-hmm. terrible. But one day, it is, you made something so ugly into something quite mm-hmm. amazing that saved all mm-hmm. of our lives. So that's, mm-hmm. that's why I go mm-hmm. saying, like, I think God not and the like showing us this amount of stuff it's maybe because like he's saying like are you are you going to come back to me are you going to be coming back running back to me like even though i let you suffer this now what i say this a lot now it matters what you're going to do after Mm -hmm. are you going to be like peter or are you going to be like judas Mm -hmm. ask for forgiveness or are you going to go sulk and hang kill yourself Mm -hmm. just so i think when those kind of things happen when you don't get something from God when you don't keep praying praying God doesn't answer you and matters what are you going to do after mm-hmm. and I think and one one thing I really like about this is forgive me Nathaniel was under the fig tree mm-hmm. and God didn't even perform he just said oh I saw you under the fig tree he's like boom you, you're God mm-hmm. I think that's really really cool but, I would say that's kind of miraculous because yeah. it, Yes, well, demonstrates the had access to knowledge yeah. other than yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. But um so yeah, like I I uh, there's nothing really the the sentiments that you guys are talking about is it's nothing that I disagree mm-hmm. with because mm-hmm. again, like to I hate this for myself, but like to just be asking of God of things and then being so ungrateful. Mm. is is ridiculous and we need to sometimes be resituated and 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 get our mind clear mm-hmm. and realize like oh my gosh like mm. all the the mercies that god has shown me mm-hmm. um which are a tremendous amount especially living in this country mm-hmm. uh but i what i think we do then is we downplay the importance of miracles none of us have come to faith without there being some attachment to miracles because if you've read the Bible, 
you read mm -hmm. that there were miracles. You, you believe that Jesus did raise Rose from the yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And and so like there is an importance to miracles. Jesus himself mm -hmm. says, if you don't believe in me, and if not me, then the works that I've done in, mm -hmm. in your midst. Um, but so for me, the the reason, uh, like mm -hmm. I personally would, I don't even need to see a miracle, really. I just need to know that they're happening, <laughs> because mm -hmm. there's a practical and relational, I think, implication to it. Mm -hmm. um, and so when I when I'm not seeing that, that's when I get disturbed because it's like, is this okay? Uh, is there is there biblical is there a biblical precedence that this is okay? Yeah. yeah. I don't know that I could say that there is. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. Um. You know, so like just hearing uh, the guys, again, Alan Parr, just mm -hmm. listening to that story brings a lot of hope to me because mm -hmm. it's like, all right, God's still working, uh, still doing some really amazing things mm -hmm. because whether we like it or not, you know, we're not, I don't know how long all this is going to go for, but we're not, we're not early to the party. We're not the first people at the party. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like a lot has happened. And we know that there's other religions, there's other philosophies, a lot of deception out there. So we, we, we claim something about Christianity, we claim something about our faith, but if, it is, if it's starting to seem so ordinary, when what our claims are supposed to be extraordinary, extraordinary yeah. I think there is a, 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 there is a problem to that. But um, I can't say that it's just completely ordinary because, mm -hmm. again, these stories, mm -hmm. they're not like, embellished like crazy stuff I was like this just happened I can't explain mm -hmm. it cool like that's all that's like I think a lot of it is like that the blind man mm -hmm. the Pharisees are questioning like I don't know mm -hmm. I don't know the answer to that's... the question I just know that he did that and I don't yeah. know how you can do that if God's not with you yeah which is mm -hmm. you know it's an evidence to mm -hmm. God being there which would help us a lot when we're looking at a lot of voices mm -hmm. trying yeah. to shepherd the sheep of God we we know making contradictory claims contradictory mm -hmm. claims and we know what happened with the Catholic Church and how when yeah. you have a corrupted organized church like that the 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 consequences to that is it's no good you know and and you were just talking about earlier that this was really wonderful how you're mm -hmm. talking about how marriage really shows this unity of God mm -hmm. of the Trinity and it's like so when we're not showing that unity as mm -hmm. a body mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know it was gonna. I feel like us. Uh, it's gonna take a miracle to see that unity again yeah. in the church. Um, mm -hmm. But for me, when I see, if I saw, if I was seeing miracles and I was seeing like the, the 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 things that those miraculous gifts are supposed to bring about, which again mm -hmm. is the maturing of the body of Christ, the unity mm -hmm. of the faith. It, like for me, that just that like I don't. I'll say things. It sets me on fire. Like that's what it yeah. feels like. Yeah. Like I'm willing to just. All right, if you want to just let's go die. <laughs> like, yeah, let's go let's preach go once die. and die. When I feel like a unity of the faith, man, it's like the best thing in the world. When yeah. if I see the presence of God, it's like the best thing. Yeah, like you mm -hmm. said, like um, if I saw some woman, it doesn't have to be me. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, I could pray to God about my own health problems, whatever. But someone else gets healed. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know what I mean? Like I want to lift that person mm -hmm. up. I'm like. My sister. I don't know how much money I have in the bank account, but I'll, I'll, drinks are on me. We're like yeah. having a party yeah, because right. this is a reminder of how God is so good and how great he is. Mm -hmm. Not in just the power, but yeah. just the love. Like you're saying, mm -hmm. he's so focused. Like mm -hmm. he was just, man, my God. Mm -hmm. Like Jesus is righteous. He's just. And, and mm -hmm. it's just wonderful also that he's compassionate. Mm -hmm. He had compassion yeah. on the blind man. He's like, what do you want me to I don't want to, Okay, you got it. And it's like, but we don't want it to end there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Welcome only one leper 
came back and when there was 10 mm. they were healed mm. you know what i mean like that's 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 no good but it's just for me it's yeah. like practical and yeah and it's religion. it's not so much a selfish like or I, you know it's not it's i'll, not I'll admit selfish. that i i been selfish sure yeah but and it's, it's i'm saying it's not always selfish right. a lot of times it really is just like god do this to build your kingdom mm -hmm. you know do this to do this to fill your people with a sense of joy and pride and purpose and you know not pride in ourselves but you get it mm -hmm. um like a, a sense of like man yeah that we we are it like we really are the true movement of god and mm. it's like and miracles would do that well, I, I think that's not that, the way the scripture talks about that we show that we are the people of God. But I th I think that it bears a witness. Uh, okay, I get, you know, men will know that you're my disciples if you have love one for yeah. another. And yeah. I 100% I believe that. That is also something that the world is going to differ on how they define love and how they define, you know, how it's best for us to love on each other. Mm -hmm. And they, you know secular people atheists buddhists like they're capable of um being mm. compassionate toward the poor and the needy and the sick and everything but if you had something like that to point to it would make it a lot easier and i get that the point of our lives is not for the task to be easy and in fact mm. it's almost like the point is the opposite of that <laughs> like for yeah. us to be doing something that's impossible yeah. you know um and so you know Ultimately, it's like I just got to trust God for the for the outcome. Yeah. I, again, because you have people who be like, oh, just miracles. But it's not just. Yeah, it's not one or the other. Yeah, it's a both and. So it's like definitely we need love. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I don't see why Paul's saying, yeah, seek to prophesy, you know, and like mm -hmm. he said that he who ascended also descended or not descended, but he, he dispersed gifts amongst mm -hmm. the men and again the gifts have a, a purpose and this is going back to holy mm -hmm. spirit because the spirit is yeah, the one who's right. being poured out and everything like that so it's like for me the problem is if i'm not seeing the both ands if i'm not seeing oh. the two of them is that a problem right now and i'm at a better place right now mm -hmm. but it's like it it's it's it has scared me a lot uh like one thing that makes me like god like this is freaking amazing it's like when when it comes to death like like there was no way the devil wins in this yeah. like yeah. like there was yeah. like if if you're a christian you die or anyone who dies like you 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 cannot win the most terrible thing that you have the most painful sinful thing that the devil can do is nothing like you mm. did, you your best move was nothing and that, oh man, I love that. Yeah, like it's, that's mm -hmm. that's something like, we're gonna be talking you lost. about. We're gonna be no talking about you lost. the Christian encountering death in a few weeks at pursuit, and it's like you know. So one of the things about postmillennialism is you believe that God, you know, either through His church or just through history, like He uses all these means to defeat all these enemies, and He defeat, you know, He defeated uh, Greek mythology, and He's defeated uh, the, like Nazism, and He defeated. Um, you know, like just ideologies and nations and everything like they, they, they rise and they fall. But then the last enemy that Jesus is going to show up to, to defeat himself is death. Mm -hmm. And it's like, death is with you for your whole life. And one day he's going to take your mom and like, he's going to, he's going to take your friends and like, he might even take your kids from you. And he's just like, he shows up, you know, every, 
few months to take someone mm. that's, you know, mm. maybe you are not super close to them, but then you hear about their death and, you know, you're always hearing about other people's death. And then like one day it's going to be your own death. <laughs> and like, he's going to show up and he's going to get you and you're going to lose. Right. <laughs> but then at the end, like Jesus just shows up and defeats death. And then it's like, there's no more death. There's no, like, there's no more long goodbyes. You know, it's, it's just, you know, we, we're reunited, we're resurrected, we're alive in him and we, and we get to glorify him in that. Mm -hmm. So like, that is the ultimate miracle mm -hmm. is the resurrection and even the resurrection, you know, the, you could say the resurrection of Christ, but then like, that's where we find our own hope of resurrection mm -hmm. vindicated mm -hmm. is in his resurrection. Mm -hmm. So like death loses mm -hmm. in the end mm -hmm. and God wins. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we were just, we hit on some things, uh, when it comes to the Holy Spirit. And I feel like, I mean, there's still a lot more that we can discuss. I, I never, I wanted to have Dan talk about maybe, because uh, one of the things that we talked about prior to this was like hearing the Spirit. You kind of hit it on it, but I didn't know if you had a uh, hit it on it, <laughs> hit on it. But I don't know if you had more. And I'm not saying necessarily we got to do this now, but I, 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 I think there's so much more mm -hmm. to talk about when it comes to the spirit and then obviously that mm -hmm. that's a very interesting question that you had brought up in early before the podcast with with greg and everything oh yeah i would really like to talk about that mm. i feel like we've talked about canon and, mm -hmm. and but not specifically gifts. that because mm -hmm. no, no we're not going to do it here but yeah. i i feel like there is something to talk about that. yeah mm -hmm. yeah we could um mm -hmm. the other dan sure feels like there's something to talk about there really so well i mean he he just i feel like he got kind of perturbed at what i had said about about my proposal about you can't believe this and this at the same time oh okay. mm. or consistently at least. Mm -hmm. well but anyway mm -hmm. and i think a good thing to remember in the talk about the whole the holy spirit is that the holy spirit is the one that inspired scripture and i think david brought up a very very good point when we're talking about miracles is the story of uh yeah. Jesus, the talking about the rich man and Lazarus. There's a lot of times where Jesus does push back and be like, "You don't need miracles. You need the word." Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And that's one of them. Another time when he feeds the um, five thousand, the thousand, yeah. they come after. He says, "Do you believe? Do you, do you come to me because you believed in the words I said, or did you just want food?" Mm -hmm. And that's where I kind of think of, especially with with the dramatic miracles. Mm -hmm. I'll I'll call it this way because I feel like there's we we get desensitized to the fact that God's working in all things. And so I would say it's the, uh, there's the expected ways that we see God work and the unexpected ways yeah. that we see God work. That's where I would call it. Well, that's what I would call miracles. They're just unexpected ways that we are seeing God work. Yeah. Um, because when our, we, we tend to think of like, uh, like a dramatic pregnancy that, uh, happens like, okay, that was God's miracle. And then when yeah. we're trying really hard and we're doing all these things and then that happens, that was us. Or dramatic healing, mm -hmm. that was God's miracle. And then our bodies healed over the last couple of weeks, and that was us. And that's wrong. Yeah. God was the one that gave us the antibodies. It was God's common grace that gave people the, the ability to know how to heal and know how to make um, vaccines and medicines. Um, and it, God says, I'm the one who makes the womb barren and opens it. So mm -hmm. every pregnancy mm -hmm. is the work of God. So I think that's helpful to keep in mind when we're talking about miracles that God is always working. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but the sufficiency of the word is, I think why, uh, classic charisma, uh, cessation is what they're really trying to push for is you have what you need. Mm. You don't, 
need to look elsewhere. Um, and that's where it keys into what David was talking about with the rich man and Lazarus. You're not going to believe more. In fact, it might actually be a hindrance to see the miracles. Uh, the Egyptian, or not Egyptian, I keep saying Egyptian. The Hebrews that wandered in the wilderness were fed by a miracle every single morning of miraculous mm -hmm. food. And, and most of them went to hell. Chumps. Mm -hmm. So that should cause us to get a little shaky when we start talking about miracles, I think. That's what causes me to be shaky because it's like, there actually might be a point where seeing these things harden. Uh, the Pharisees went around and looked at every single miracle Jesus saw and they wanted to cover up his resurrection mm -hmm. instead mm -hmm. of being like, oh, that's going to make it, you know, so I think, I'm not trying to push back on you, Travis, but I'm going to push back on you a little bit <laughs> on saying that miracles would make it, it easier. Um, one of the, like, easiest evangelism in an Acts is that, you know, Philip yeah. meets a guy Rising who's reading or, a yeah. book, yeah. and he's like, can I get baptized? And he's just, he's just read. Mm -hmm. Nothing happened. He just read it, and then the miracle happened after he was baptized. Yeah. So some I think sometimes uh we might use that as a way out of like we have the easy button the easy button is to share the gospel Oof. yeah so. uh, hmm. like a easy button uh, it's like uh, what's that called to network uh the scientist guy uh really short this guy what is he talking about? oh um laboratory. cat dog um oh I think what we don't often think about miracles is that they're a sign mm. and mm. they can be either a sign for people to believe mm -hmm. or, a, or a sign of condemnation. Mm -hmm. Like tongues is talked about that way as well. Mm. Uh, so it's like, I, I don't think that that's the, the, the miracles in itself is the problem. Mm. It's just that's how what the part purpose of, is being used. Yeah it's, yeah, it's part of God's winnowing. If there is a uh, actual legitimate god-made miracle i guess mm -hmm. is the reason. that's true because the word the word itself also anytime it goes forward it, it either hardens or goes mm -hmm. to repentance it doesn't yeah. do nothing it yeah. does one of those which is accomplishes its work yeah which is a, as a side note of like it's a terrifying thing as a preacher because you know that you're preaching and you're hoping and praying that the spirit would be pleased so we can get back to talking the spirit that the spirit would be the one that's pleased to revive hearts and mm. cause them to hear but we know that the spirit is also using that word to further hardened in judgment as the scriptures would say mm. and that is like that's weighty that mm. you're up there and you're preaching that and you're preaching that for those dual purposes mm. Mm. Man. it's a heavy note to leave mm. more podcasts coming coming right. our way <laughs> wow all right well Happy Halloween. I was going to sound like, I'm trying, like, everything I'm trying about to the like, spirit of like God. rush through my brain. Like, is there any more positive note for the Holy Spirit that we could end on than just like further to judgment? But God is good. Well, I mean, yeah, he, he gets his way. He wins mm -hmm. in the end. And he's winning now. Mm -hmm. Hashtag both millennials. No. Uh, also, I just want to say.